Material Components Episode 80 Life or Death Struggle Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you start saying that so that I wouldn't uh, answer with hello every time? No, I started saying that because at the beginning of the pandemic, I appreciate your just being here with me on a more regular basis more than I would otherwise. So I needed to thank you all for it. We're here to keep you regular. Thank you. Human oh, contact. Mm-hmm. Anyway, who are but all also, of you people? also, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, I don't know anymore. Um, I'm Olivia, and I play Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I play Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Future Corpse. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Poor bud. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. <laughs> and of course, before we begin tonight's corpsification, I'd like to ask you all the same question I ask every time, and that is, do you remember what happened last time? <sighs> Yeah. So much stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, if you could just list that stuff, I'd appreciate it. I, right. uh, I ate chicken wings. Out. I, mer- like, like, the grace of God, managed to not have to fight Valor last time and get my ass kicked. Because that's what would have happened. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it easy for him. But it would end the same way that most of my combat sessions end, which is me unconscious. <laughs> Not for a while. It's been a, it's been a bit. It's been a bit, right? That's right? true. But I think I uh, still it still outnumbers the good decisions. <laughs> yeah. That, that's fair. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up the notes. Uh, so that was that was good. Uh, we returned. Uh, Cherish returned. We realized we hadn't used the code word. We're all very smart. Came up with a new code word, which I think yep. is chicken wing. Most uh, positive it's chicken wings. <laughs> it is. I have 65 reasons why it's chicken wing. They're all they're all eaten chicken wings. Jesus uh, performed a miracle. Uh, that happened. Mm-hmm. I may have drummed up the crowd to sort of treat her like some sort of uh, Messiah, you know, hmm. for marketing reasons. Um, always be branding. Always be branding. Uh, Smite. See, there was a hunched, covered figure uh, with a cowl who did not look thrilled about that. Uh, she is a grown who is blood colored. Let's just let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, and then of course the camp was attacked. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, met my friend. Yeah, my baby Jarashir friend. Did forget about them. Um, 
Yeah, the auger bears are here to like talk he to Tirza, which is great. He came, <laughs> he came up to you like a cousin at a family reunion and let you know that Grandma and Nana are coming over and they're about to bombard you with a ton of questions, so just be ready for it. They have been drinking and yeah. they have no boundaries. <laughs> And they've, they know, they know about the thing. Yeah. And, and also maybe some of your aunts and uncles and various other family members are evil. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's, it's okay. Yeah. What, what, was the, what was the young lad's name? I forgot. Benoni Right Seeker. Benonia? Benoni. Benoni? Like Panini, but different. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Still hot uh, though. He was the the youngest of the auger bearers who did indeed come to try to find one tears a cloak bearer in an attempt to just, yeah give her the heads up that uh, all the other auger bearers are here and uh, a, a large chunk of them are coming to talk to you because your entrance into the the war front here south of Fort Verge was not subtle and. Nope. Uh, just let everybody know that the cloak bearer had arrived. Gotta, oh, gotta make an entrance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you did. You did indeed make an entrance by tearing a hole of normality into the sky. You know, it just you, happens sometimes. And okay. what are you going to do about it? You're setting the bar really high. How are we supposed to follow this up with fo- like other times we make our way into camp? Because they're going to know this happened. They're going to be expecting something much cooler. <laughs> we can come up with mm-hmm. something. <laughs> but Too yes, nervous. you have a creepy bug arm, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I just buy some crazy magic answer. That. Just we don't have that much money, and the first yes. word that uh, Olivia said was creepy. I did. It doesn't bring in crowds like Miracle does. It just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. I just want to throw that out. Yeah. You're fascinating anyway. bug arm. Anyway, yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, men- he also mentioned that, um, yes, three of the uh, auger bears were acting kind of hanky. And surprise, surprise, guess which of the four? There were four of them acting a little odd. Yeah, I'm bad at math. Mm. I'm I'm bad at math. <laughs> um, well, good thing there's no math. Surprise, D&D. surprise. They were the ones who were involved in our in our good, good friend, Ozzy Haka, who's definitely not been causing any problems. There's There's been no cult, you know, side cults related to maybe him, maybe not. I don't know. That's there's so many cults and subcults and uh, little factions within said cults. It's it's so true. Hmm. It's really a cottage industry. It re- I mean, I would call it more of a, a Russian nesting doll industry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not some sort of pyramid scheme. A just pyramid scheme. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! The gods in triplicate pyramid scheme. Illuminati confirmed. Wake up, America. <laughs> Come on, sheeple. Uh, but yes, after getting some information from Benoni, but certainly not all the information that the young man was trying to uh, give, because before he was able to 
talk about just what the scaled council had been saying about the 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 coming apocalypse that's all signs point to now in terms of its uh timetable mm-hmm. you were your conversation with yeah. Benoni was cut short by the sounding of uh, warning trumpet blasts as a demon incursion began to attack the uh, the fortifications that were being held by the the guardian guilds. And here at the warfront, of course, there are three factions fighting the demons. There is the guardian guilds themselves, people who live in the valley, work in the valley, have all gathered here to attempt to stem the tide of demons. The the Jarashir, that strange apocalypse cult that Tirza belongs to. And, of course, the infernal reinforcements that have been called in by your good, good friend Valor. Unfortunately, as the bulk of the fighting has been done by the infernal reinforcements or the Jarashir, the Guardian Guild seemed rather ill-prepared for a direct and frontal assault on their fortifications. Good thing you are all right in the middle of it. Yep. Every single one of us. <laughs> We're all there. Fighting a good fight. Do you all remember what happened right in the midst of this pitched conflict? Uh, this big old demon showed up. Well... There's a big thing that's vomiting up smaller things. We heard about it earlier. Um, A demon cat bus. Demon cat bus. Um, I hate that comparison because I love the cat bus so much and I hate this thing so much. Um, Well, did you remember? It's it's evil. Right. That's the distinction. Evil cat bus. Evil cat bus. Um, There's like a a Balgura fucking people shit up. And then something showed up towards the end, which looked even nastier, which, I, Mike, I don't remember if you said what it was. I said it was a legally distinct, distinct Balrog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It is gotcha. some, something that resembles the descriptions some of you may have had about Baylor's, but it was strange and twisted in a way that was all too disturbing, and Somewhat uh, typical of the demons you've been encountering thus far in this fight have all had strange tentacular mutations to them, uh, a varied amount of mouths associated with them, and a strange asymmetry to them having been split into a, a horrific duality. And this Baylor is no exception. Its heads seemingly splitting apart from one another with a fine rent straight down the center. Two gnashing mouths, one arm having been warped and twisted into a long whip of flaming shadow, the other hand having been warped cruelly into a blade of living lightning. Its wings replaced with large tentacular appendages ending with cruel venomous claws of some kind, but... In point of fact, it is still a Baylor of some kind, just twisted to its demon prince's design. But as that creature emerged, the appointed hour had come. And as you have begun to understand that every eight hours, as the old mage 
prepares and practices the ritual that safeguards the valley, something else uses it as an opportunity to push the bounds of their reality into yours. And it was at that time, as you all resisted this pull, well, some of you resisted <laughs> this pull, that young Mr. Emberlight, as well as Judah Sunpalm, succumbed to the deadly pull of this abyssal wave. And having fallen into deep, deep water, a cruel and horrific symbol, very similar to some of the brands you've been seeing amongst the cult, but somehow more primal, more vicious, more perfected in a horrific way caused Sid to not only fall into deep, strange, dark waters, but commanded him to breathe deep in those waters. And so he did. So, as we leap straight back in to the conflict happening in this border camp of the Warfront, Sid, mm -hmm. you are at zero hit points. Uh -huh. I need you to roll me a death saving throw. Okie dokie. Alright. Because what you both saw after the wave had hit was both Sid and Judah seizing up and falling over. The difference was that Judah began vomiting black bile-like wa water coming out of his mouth and nostrils leaking from his eyes. Sid merely having just collapsed. Uh, okay, I rolled a 17, so that is a, a success. First success, excellent. As it stands... Yeah. Oh, Shamron for the win. <sighs> Judah has fallen near you, Tirza. Grawl, you are nearby as well, having been battering off several of these horrific mosquito-like demons that swirled through the air. Thankfully, you battered down the two that were assaulting your party, one of them having knocked Tirza briefly unconscious. But your combined efforts between the four of you, plus Camion and Judah, had given you a little bit of space, but very quickly, the demons are going to press their attack yet again. You have a round to do something. Um, how many of us are there? Like, is there anyone here, like, backing us up, or is it just us? In the near distance ahead of you, there are other members of the Guardian Guilds, though they are quickly being thrown backwards by the horrific countenance of the Baylor that is charging through the front lines. As I mentioned last session, the mere presence of this creature seems to be setting the area around it alight. Fires bursting into existence seemingly of their own accord. The watery trenches that have been dug behind the fortifications of the Guardian Guilds are evaporating as the thing grows closer. 
the water just boiling and steaming away, creating an aura of oppressive heat around this thing. Already, the Guardian Guild members are falling back to the second line of fortifications, and those who are at the second line are even now beginning to pour back towards you all, though in the midst of all of that, they're fighting Dretches and Chasmies and other demons who are pressing the advance. Okay. And we're... which line? You are in the third and final line of defenses, having stayed at the rear of this conflict for the vast majority of it so far. Okay. I was going to suggest a tactical retreat, but uh, we're already at the back, so that doesn't help too much. Um, yeah. Uh, Sid looks bad. I want to go check on him since I'm, clo I'm, I'm closest to Sid, right? You would so be relatively close to Sid. Okay. I think I am technically closest to Sid. Yeah. Um, okay. Then because he close? was trying to get the mosquito thing off me. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. I'm right. I'm also um, closest to Judah, I think. Because okay. Judah was well, the one who woke you up after being knocked unconscious. All right. Well, I'm gonna pick one. Uh, you're probably stronger than me, so I'm gonna go towards Sid in case. You need to grab our, our, our beefy boy, Judah. Um, yeah, I'm going to make my way over to Sid um, and see if there's anything I can do to help him. You immediately smell a something damp and salty as you approach Sid. The, the scent is unmistakable. And even as you watch, you see him like swallow and gasp and cough up water. Okay. Um, what can I do to help you? Not a whole lot of stuff. Um, okay. Uh, would I... Just, like, how to, to help with drowning, like, you know, just, like, I was going to say the Heimlich, but he's not choking on, on the, <laughs> the physical item. CPR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to try to uh, do some sort of, I guess, medicine thing to help him out. Okay. Give me a medicine uh, check, then. Gotcha. You're good at that, right? Yeah, yeah, real good, real good. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, 13. Okay. Um, you rush over to Sid and begin trying to find some way of helping him, and you notice the water bubbling up out of his mouth. And... <laughs> with very little healing skill, um, you are not 100% sure what to do immediately, but fairly quickly you determine, like, water inside, bad. Get water out, good. So I grab him by his ankles and turn him upside down. <laughs> Bradley should take care of this. Um, and you you press hard on his stomach and more water comes out and said you've succeeded another death saving throw. Oh, sweet. 
Didn't roll high enough to stabilize him because of the effect of what this thing did to him, but you did help him a little bit. Yeah, and I can't remember if I used uh, a saving face uh, last session or not. I believe you did to uh, succeed a saving roll. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I didn't use that. Okay, cool. You also made a joke about Sid using your saving face to make a saving throw. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you did good. Oh, sorry. It sounds more like... <laughs> no, Sid, I understand. I'm, I'm awesome. You look up to me as one of your closest friends. A mentor, in fact. Tears up. Uh, just, yeah. Cherish, what are you doing? Uh, so really, really fast. Um, what is the, the gap in these fortifications? What is the dimensions of that? Is it 30 feet, 50 feet? About 15 feet wide. Oh, okay. There is um, about 15, 20 feet wide, depending on how far the road is, and the water gets really close up to the... Because it's the road moving through the fortifications here. Mm-hmm. And this was the road that has then, been there, but is slowly be, being worn away by the encroaching swamp. And then how many... Like, what's the density of... On my mini-map... In the right-hand corner of my video game screen, mm-hmm. how many enemies can I see? Uh, it's mostly red at this point. Um. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cherish, you doing anything? <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, I am... So I'm dropping concentration on uh, cloud, cloud kill. Acid mist kill. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... How far away from me is the Baylor? The Baylor is about, let's see, you were back there, so about 50 feet away from you. Holy fact. And again, it going... sort of shredded the front of the vomiting creature on its way out. So you think that thing is, at the very least, very, very hurt. Yeah. Um, I, I say I'm dropping concentration because I'm going to cast another concentration spell and can't be doing two of those at the same time. True. Um, I am going to cast slow on the Baylor. Interesting. Um, that is a 40 foot cube. So if any of my allies are in it. I mean, they're far. If you center this thing on the Baylor, no, none of your allies. Well, I mean, depends who you call allies. None of the people I don't want to kill. Guardian Guild members. Uh, there are maybe a couple of those standing in the path of the Baylor that might be caught in this. Okay, then I am going to spend a sorcery point to have. Uh, what's my charm modifier? Can it's you center three. it on his? It's like torso, and so every all all the Guardian Guild members are just below the waist. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't get them. I don't. I'm not sure I can, but I can spend a sorcery point to make it so that up to three creatures that I don't want to kill are not affected by the spell, or don't have to make their saving throw. I suppose. Yeah. So the two guardian guild members who are still haplessly standing in the way of this thing aren't caught in the spell's effect. What kind of saving throw does it need to make? It is a wisdom saving throw. Okay, you're not gonna like what it just rolled. Probably not. 
It's a natural 15, so 24 is the total. Yeah, no. Don't like that at all. Oh, boy. Ooh, plus 11, huh? A plus 9. Was, uh... Was or it 9, Did yeah. I just do math wrong? No, plus Wait. 9. Yeah. Oh, Lars. Was it this creature that had a legendary resistance, or was it the, 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 the cat bus? I don't remember. Neither? Both probably know. have a legendary resistance. I don't remember. Yeah. So neither here nor there. <laughs> wow. So basically, I would need it to roll a five or lower. So that's good to know. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you cast oh, your magic, you see its weird tentacle wings whipping forward in creating like a shield, and the tentacles will whip outward and seem to just shred the spell. Well, that sucks. Cool. So that is what Cherish did with their free round. Tirza. Um, so before I... Well, okay, this will only really affect my movement, not what I do. But, uh... Is... Do you consider channeling divinity a spell? Or is that more of an aura? Channel divinity is... Is that a... something I could push with specifically turn the unclean? Is that something I could push with Sadagar? Uh, in what way? Like, make it the full aura uh, 100 feet effect. <laughs> if not, that's totally fine. I just wasn't sure exactly how it worked, because it's confusing what it's classified as. You're talking about uh, Sadagar's big power? Or a big power. Yeah. You're talking about Eye of the Storm? Big power. Yeah. So big power. Oh, I forgot I had a cool name. I gotta write that down. While this ability is active, the range of all your Paladin Aura abilities increases to 60 feet. In addition, while Eye of the Storm is active, you gain the benefits of Detect Evil and Good Spell for the duration. This ability lasts a number of rounds equal to the number of Forgebound charges you spent to activate it. Um, so I, the way it's written here is Paladin Aura abilities. So unless it has the word Aura in it, I would say no. It's not. Okay. That's, right. that, that's totally fine. I, I was just unclear about yeah actual playbook doesn't super describe it very anyway whatever um so in that case i am going to sort of i mean i'm gonna holler to cherish like get um get judah out of here. Um, and then I'm going to cast Turn the Unclean after moving. Um, I'd like to basically move so I'm like halfway between the first and second line and then cast. So that it hopefully creates like a little barrier where the uh, final line of fortifications open. <sighs> okay. Um, so how close do you want to get to the Baylor? Um, well, how, I'm probably only moving, like, 10 to 15 feet forward, so within 35 feet, I think, 30 feet, 
Okay. And you just want to pop off, turn the unclean right there? Is that- yeah, I'm just hoping to create like a bubble that people can maybe out of demon range in if they want slash need to. Hmm. So that's an like a I don't know what I'm trying to ask. That like la- there's a duration to it, but is there a duration to it? Yeah, a minute. Okay, so okay. So basically, I'm going to have to make a wisdom saving throw either way. I believe so. Which is fine. We talked about this, but... Yeah, we did did talk about it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm scrambling because I'm trying to find the the right book because you have the subclass that is third party. That's fine. Yep. Just means I need to scramble. Um, turn the unclean. It's a good... As an action, you present your holy symbol and utter a war cry using your channel divinity. Each aberration or fiend within 30 feet of you that can see or hear you must make a successful wisdom saving throw or return for a minute. So here is the thing. This ability doesn't last a minute. If you pop it off and catch something in it, they are turned for a minute. That's that's kind of what I mean. So I'm I'm just hoping to get like the the second fortification uh, the people who are defending that, if they want to, re- if they want to retreat, I basically just want to give them that ability. Okay. Um, so if I, so if you I maybe pop that off and then I very well. run in to get Judah, I'm good. That should be fine. Yeah. Okay, and I'm out yeah. of the range of it right now. If Tirza runs all the way forward, yes. Yeah, which I'm doing. Okay. So, charging forward, you are using a uh, bit of your channel divinity to turn the unclean. That means all the demons within 30 feet have to make a uh, wisdom saving throw or be turned. So, just a mass here. Ooh. And what is your spell save, DC? 14. 14. Well, I got some good news and some bad news. Uh, The good news is that the vast majority of the demons within 30 feet of you just bolt. The dretches and chasmies that are flying through the air immediately scatter as this burst of holy energy radiates out from Tirza. The bad news is, is that the the Balgura that was charging ahead of the of the Baylor uh, has no such compunction and is now zeroing in on the glowy person that has appeared in their midst. Come at me, baby! It will. <laughs> With gusto. With gusto. Okay, so yeah, the the dretches and chasmies are fleeing away from your holy aura. Unfortunately, you weren't quite close enough to catch the Baylor in this, so it is <laughs> thirty five feet away from you now. And it looks pissed. Yeah, I have a feeling with plus nine, it would have been okay anyway. So well, who knows? So yeah. that was Grawl, Cherish, Sid, and Tirza. 
Um, that just leaves Camion, who... <laughs> so many good options. There are... They don't like really any of them, though, unfortunately. Uh, what they are going to do is stride up a little ways to get uh, behind Tirza uh, and kind of put their body in the midst of the final layer of fortifications, the gap there, and they are going to cast haste on Tirza. Hell yeah. Ooh. So, Tirza, you can go ahead and look up what haste gives you. It's a lot of stuff. Yep. So good. Love yep. that spell. I... A brand new car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You've won a boat. <laughs> okay. A foldable boat. A, f a folding boat. <laughs> so, <laughs> are we going back to initiative order or are we rolling new initiative? We are right back at the top of the initiative now with Sid. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. It's time for my next death saving throw. Come on, come on, come on. 13. Okay, so that makes three successes, yeah? Yes, it does. So you are stable. You're still unconscious, but you are not actively dying for now. Woo! Oh. That will bring us to Cherish. Okay. Um... There are some boys that need to be evacuated. This is true. So. I am going to cast Polymorph on myself. And I'm going to turn into a mammoth. Going to turn into a mammoth. Ah, the old mammoth dodge. The old mammoth gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'm a mammoth. Okay. A I'm classic. Back in Nam. <laughs> So, uh, where Cherish once stood is now an immense, frigid-looking mammoth. Uh, and what does Mammoth Cherish do? Well, just to, I just want to make it clear that I do anamorph into this mm. uh, mammoth. It's highly disturbing. I mean, um, it's a day for that, so. Right. Yeah. So, Mammoth Cherish can go 40 feet, and I'm guessing I'm not really that far away from Sid and Judah. You would be about maybe 10 feet behind them? Yeah. Because they were right up there in the the front lines after trying to help out Tirza. Right, okay. Or right in the gap of the fortifications, I should say. Right. Can I the pick up two back. boys with my trunk? In In one go, it'd be tricky. Okay. I mean, the strength isn't the option, it's just the dexterity of the trunk that's the difficulty here. Right. So I'm I would be asking for a, probably a dexterity check. How, how much nose dexterity do you have, Cherish? It's not a lot. <laughs> um, okay. Can, can I, as a free action, point to both, like, point to Sid and then point to... Judah, and then, like, make a, like, question mark with my trunk vaguely. <laughs> Is that a free 
reaction or is that too much? I think that's a performance check is what that is. <laughs> Your trunk spells out, picked up here like wait, neon. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, boy. Unfortunately, uh, wait, do I, the, wait, the rest of the party doesn't know MSL. <laughs> um, but Polymorph, don't I keep my mental stats? No, though? that not. A, no, you ain't a that's druid. That's only a druid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be an action, right? Correct. Yeah. Um. As you wave vaguely and like they go, uh, three words, first syllable. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, how like, does how, um, how would a mammoth like pat the nose because it's indicating with the nose? Probably like the trunk padding between the eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Or the trunk I've, padding one of the tusks. I've yeah. thought mm-hmm. a lot about that's for like for syllables. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've thought yeah. a lot about this. Apparently, good. Um, I saw Judah cough up a bunch of of nasty water, so I'm gonna pick him up and. I only use 10 feet of movement, so I'm going to use 30 feet to try to get him to, like, the medical tent. So you're just going to turn around and charge away? Yes. Okay. Just squeeze him. (laughs) Yeah, I squeeze him. I squeeze the water out of him. No. The mammoth's mammoth's wisdom is even worse than Cherish's, so I can't really make a good medicine check. Okay. That will bring us back to... Camion, who is going to draw their longbow, and yeah, they can do that. Cast Hunter's Mark on the Baylor, and that is a bonus action to cast. So then they are going to shoot their shot. Uh, that's what they do. Couple of shots at this thing. Oh, it does pretty good. This thing's AC yeah. is berserk, but that's okay, because a plus 13 to hit really helps. Mm-hmm. Oof, wow. Well, plus two longbow plus uh, archery fighting style makes a big difference. Yeah, that helps. Helps quite a bit. Uh, so, plus an extra D8 because of Astral Warrior. They... Oh, plus the extra D6s for... Oh, that's really, really good. That's 15, 21... 21 plus 14 is 35 damage to this thing. Uh, But it does not seem super impressed by that. Which one was this? Was this the The Baylor? It's shooting at the the Baylor, Baylor, yeah. So Camion was shooting past the Balgura, which is the big knobbly armed gorilla thing, and at the giant flaming nightmare that is about to start destroying everything. So... Lovely. Kind of made a judgment call on that one. That will bring us to Tirza, who has a Barlgura right in your face and a Baylor backing it up. I mean, I guess I'll go for the kid right in my face. Um, I'm just gonna make a um, yeah. I'm just going to make an attack roll with my mace of smiting, please. Okay, so you're going to rush up about ten feet right up into this thing and walk into the arms of the Balgura. 
Been the there. gentle embrace. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so 17. 17 will still hit. It's a big, nightmarish, tentacly monster. Oh. Cool. Um, and it has been hurt a little bit. It was fighting with the, the Guardian Guild members, but it's not looking too bad. And again, this one, as opposed to the one you'd fought before, has the weird, messed up uh, shillelagh arms that are curled tentacles into knobbly clubs. You see, once it gets really close, that it has a second mouth underneath its first mandible. There's like another mouth that full of jagged teeth that opens on its neck. And it has an odd number of eyes dispersed randomly across its head. Is one of the eyes glowing like yellow? That's an obvious weak point. No, unfortunately. to attack massive damage. Mm -mm. It doesn't have a, a glowing sigil on it that lights up when you get close to it with your magic sword. Uh, if any of you had that magic sword, it might, but you don't, so... No, we don't, do we? Clearly, Jephethi still has that. <laughs> Come, Jephethi. Where is he? I need our, him. Our shadow, our own shadow of the Colossus. His horse, Agro, of course, is spiriting him away uh, from this conflict. Is... It's gonna run into oh, a fucking tree, though. You know that horse. <laughs> what do we got, Tirza? Oh. Uh, that is only seven bludgeoning damage, magical. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to add a little divine smite to that puppy. Please do. And that is going to be eighteen radiant. <laughs> Please. And that's with the uh, second level. That's the extra fiend on there as well. Yes. Okay. I remember this time. <laughs> All right. There's a, a burst of radiant and... light. And I'd like to do that again. Please do. Do it. Oh, so much better. Uh, this is like a 23 or yeah. 4 or something. It, it'll still hit. Oh. Weird. Um, oh. uh, that's only 4 magical bludgeoning, but I'm going to hit that puppy with some more radiant at second level again, please. Mm -hmm. And that will be That's another 18. Holy shit. Okay. Uh this thing I rolled an 8. Suddenly took two humongous blows, leaving it stunned as it's just standing in the middle of the road. It was getting ready to charge you, but you rushed in with a couple of mace blows, one to the kidneys, one to the ribs, and it's just wavering in the middle of the road, looking absolutely out of its depth. Got anything else for me, Tirza? Uh, yeah, I'd like to use my haste action to hit again. <laughs> Please do. Fuck yeah. <laughs> There's just like a pause where it's like standing there stunned, and then I just hit it again. <laughs> that look around the room, like, oh, oh, me, me, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, it's, it's still like me, okay, cool. Kidney, ribs, and then it like kind of like slumps over, and then you come in like uppercut with the mace, <laughs> soloplex, insep, nose, and groin. That's the miscongeniality way. Uh, that is a 19. So I'm assuming that'll hit again. Uh, 19 will hit again. Eight. 
That is uh, seven bludgeoning damage, and because I want to save some action for my other friend, I'm just going to leave it at that. So it's seven bludgeoning damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, this last uppercut of a crack just sends it reeling backwards, uh, and it falls in front of you with a large boom that throws up a splash of water around it as the soggy road is, uh, a little bit destroyed by this falling creature. Uh, that last blow is all it took to send it down. Oh, and cool. Just like uh, before, you see this thing's skin kind of splitting open and horrific multi-winged bats begin flying out of its deflating body. Uh, Tirza tries to do the I'm watching you gesture, but she's holding a, um, her mace, so it doesn't really work to, to the bailiff. Mm -hmm. um, and I would like to correct um, something really quick. I'd said that Came in mm -hmm. to cast Hunter's Mark on the Baylor. I actually need to revise that because that would not have happened. Because they're both concentration spells and they would have left uh, haste up on you and not cast Hunter's Mark. So I had to rewind some of that damage there. Apologies. Cool. Keeping myself honest. Um, well, I appreciate, I appreciate them not taking haste off of me, because it's an awesome spell. <laughs> right. Um, okay. That... Tirza, anything else? Um, if I could... Are, are people, um... You said the Guardian Guilds is kind of trying to pull back a little bit. They have not really had a moment to react to this whole situation just yet. This Baylor appeared and started to okay. blitzkrieg their front line, and they haven't had a moment to really go one way or the other. And suddenly there's this golden heroic figure in their midst that the demons are fleeing from and who has single-handedly destroyed this huge gorilla creature. So not quite sure which way the fight's going to go right now. This is the this is the like coming of age movie where like the end is a performance in front and the kids like oh my god my whole family's gonna be there and then do a really good job that's what Tears is feeling right now <laughs> my family's back there um, I'm gonna kind of wade into the midst of uh, I'm gonna go like a, another maybe ten feet towards the Baylor okay. Uh, you are now standing in the no man's land between the first and second lines of defense. And yeah, there are a bunch of Guardian Guild members around mm -hmm. you. Uh, you see to your left, a huge ballista has been destroyed uh, by fighting of some kind. To your right, there's another ballista with a couple people manning it. Uh, there are people scurrying around trying to retreat away. There are two Guardian Guild members just in front of you who were maybe staring down the Baylor a little bit. Uh, a, an Edge Mason and a Bark Watch member. Um, and yeah, so there are plenty of people around you and they're all kind of like staring at what just happened and they're not quite sure which way the tide of battle is going to go now. <laughs> cool. That, Happy to be of assistance. That will bring us to Grawl. Um, so Sid is stable now. As far as you can or, tell, yeah. 
Sid let out a a trembling gasp, and as the last of the water was ejected out of his mouth, he's breathing but still unconscious. Okay, are there any uh, Guardian Guild members uh, next to us at all that are, like, attempting to retreat? Again, they haven't really had a chance to react yet. You don't know. A lot of their eyes are on what Tears just did. Yeah. well, if one of them's uh, the ones in the back enough, ranks are I'm... definitely like, what the fuck was that giant elephant thing that just grabbed that dude and ran away? <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Someone come pick up uh, <laughs> a wait. demon. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, it didn't have enough tentacles. It had the one tentacle in the front, but yeah, um, not uh, nearly enough Cher- eyes. Yeah, no, Cherish, you picked up Judah. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to point at uh, some of the ones that are still staring around that saw the the tentacle one and uh, tell them to pick up Sid. Okay. Uh, Give me a persuasion check real quick. And I'll give you advantage on this, in fact. Okay. Gonna need it. Uh, What is my persuasion? I'd say persuasion or intimidation, depending on how you want to play this. Okay. Yeah, I would, I'd rather, like, it is a, uh, I don't think this is a, hey, can you come do this? This is like a command. Right. Do it. Um, so that's a 17 plus 8. That's a 25. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple of Bark Watch members back here who will just snap to, and you see a, a stoic-looking dwarf with a huge crossbow and a human rushing forward and grabbing Sid, and they just look to you like, uh, are we supposed to retreat with this person? Uh, yeah. You want me to just leave him just, like, laying around out here? Yeah, go pick him up. Move, now. Chop-chop. The, the dwarf says, yes, sir, and they grab him, and they start <laughs> moving towards the rear. Oh, that feels good. That feels right. Uh, okay. Uh, was that my action? I'm, I'm assuming. No, I was just seeing how quickly they respond oh, to your okay. commands. And the answer is very quickly. Okay. And now, um, Tears is what? 30 feet away? She did the- Tears is about 35 feet ahead of you now, yeah. She- 35? She is pushed. She covered that distance. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. She's, yeah, about 35 feet ahead of you. She's standing in between the first two lines of defense. Okay, well, I am going to move up and with Tirza uh, and attempt to create uh, sort of uh, like a barrier line uh, for people to come past and fight off anything that would be attacking us, which is the big boy. Mm-hmm. So I'll do my 30 feet. I'll be about five feet behind Tirza and... Be right behind her, yeah. Yeah, how far away is this? Is the Baylor from us now? From you now, it's 20 feet. Yeah. 20 feet? Okay. Um, yeah, uh, since I'm 20 feet away, I'm going to throw an Eldritch Blast at this, this big tentacle boy. Please do. Okay. So first bolt, uh, uh, probably not going to hit. I have to check and see it. Consult my uh, cheat sheet. My, my cheat sheet, yes. It's very weird doing this on a tablet in the middle of call. <laughs> Things do not run as uh, as smooth as they do at home. 
Um, okay, so that's a 16 to hit. 16 is not going to hit. The Eldritch Blast is okay. just going to deflect off of its horrible mucusy hide. Okay, beam two then. Uh, oh, that's better. That's a 19 plus 7. Uh, so 26. That'll do it, yeah. Great, cool. D10. Four. A whopping four damage. Fear me, Baylor. It'll take the strike and let out a, a horrific roar that is in stereo as it bellows from its two mouths. That, that all you got, Grawl? Uh, that is all I've got, yeah. Uh, no bonus no, actions? No more Hexblades cursed. Um, not that I can use because they're all pretty based on if I have a Hexblades curse up, okay. which I've already used. It's true. And you slew the thing that was uh, added on it. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I did not expect the the gorilla followed by tentacle Baylor. So <laughs> not enough foresight for that. That will bring us to the demons. So uh, with the Balgura dead and the rest of them in flight, at least in this immediate vicinity, the only one that is still up and kicking is the Baylor. It is going to let out that weird stereoscopic roar that is both high-pitched and low and thunderous, coming from two different throats that are weirdly fused and mangled in the form of this creature. It will step forward, taking only two how, monstrous steps forward. How well does it harmonize with itself? Uh, it doesn't at all. It's uh, horrifically mm -hmm. off-key. It's uh, dissonant, if anything. Absolutely. Mm. And it is focusing straight on Tirza, uh, who is the big glowy girl in the middle of the road who just took out another demon. And So, so unlike the demons, we do have the glowing uh, hit this point. <laughs> Which is the all of us. You do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it will rear back with its long whip-like arm and s snap it forward, the flames in it cracking in the air as it blurs and strikes towards Tirza. That ooh, is going to be a 26 to hit. Huh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Okay. Huh. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. As you take 16 slashing damage. That's not great for me, but... Nine fire damage as well. Oof. Uh, strength saving throw, you said? I did say. Uh, how does a 21 sound? 21 <laughs> sounds like as the whip oh, no. circles your leg, you rear back and plant your foot, and this thing tries to jerk and pull you, and you resist. Do that, do that thing from the Wonder Woman movie where you wrap your foot around it and like. <laughs> you don't get that. Absolutely. Nah, dog, just tear oh, the man. tentacle off. Yeah. And the tentacle will loosen, wheel this is the back. Only thing good at. 
and it seems like it was getting ready with a follow-up strike with its sword after its tentacle had grabbed you, but since it couldn't pull you in, it's not close enough to come in with the sword, and it'll let out a terrifying roar, and as it does, the heat around it intensifies, the water boiling away from the ground nearby, and this horrific aura of boiling steam is out and around it. The two Guardian Guild members that were standing their ground are... <laughs> uh, well, let's find out. Yeah, As they... Fried. They have advanced... If they are within ten feet of me, I believe they have advantage on... There's no saving throw uh, for this. Saving throws against being frightened. Uh, this is about being oh, okay. That's fair. Boiled. Cool. I just wanted to point out that. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Uh, they get scalded and let out screams, and they're not down, but they are definitely hurt by being in this thing's mere presence. That will bring Gosh, us back up to Judah. Judah is limp in your uh, trunk, Cherish, as you charge forward and away back towards the camp. <laughs> um, the Guardian Guild members are going to... Let's see how their morale is doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the two in the front begin screaming and shrieking and running away. Uh, as they do, the Baylor is going to get in an opportunity attack on one of them and just really mess up their day as this sword that's fused with its hand will come down and bury itself in the ground and there's an explosion of black lightning that etches out from the sword, absolutely annihilating one of the edge masons that was trying to flee. The Bark Watch member will peel backwards and run away screaming and that begins a chain reaction in the ranks around you as they begin backing up people who at first were heartened by the sight of Tirza braving the demonic storm are now beginning to uh, understand just how different of a game the Baylor is to everything else they've fought. And you see members from the, the first line and second line beginning to uh, edge backwards and retreat. Uh, it's not quite a full-blown panic, but it's the beginnings of one. And that will bring us to Sid at the top, who is still unconscious and being yep. carried away by a couple of Guardian Guild members. Um, give me a Very constitution tenderly, saving throw at disadvantage. Sure. I'm already so good at that. I think it's a plus one. Let me just pull up my character sheet to make sure. Yep, plus one. Okay. That's really good. Um, 16 and a 17. So disadvantage would be 17. Okay. Um, you are being jostled and awake. You are super out of it. And you have the first level of exhaustion. But you are awake, and you have one hit point. Okay, nice. As you are being dragged uh, along, not very gently, by yeah. 
<laughs> these guardian guild members? Um, I guess I just try to get my bearings. Um, I first I try to recognize the people who are carrying me. Uh, I'm you don't they don't look familiar, so I'm like, what is happening? And you uh, see just ahead of you that there is the you see the backside of a huge hairy creature uh, that is letting out some low trumpeting noises as it's charging away. Um, is there? How far am I from from Tirza now? Uh, from Tirza and Grawl? Seventy feet. Seventy feet. Uh, can I even see what's going on? No. Uh, if you're like rubbernecking as you're literally being dragged and carried like a sack between these two people. Yeah. Uh, you see that there is a, a mild panic beginning, and a retreat is starting from the front lines. Um. Can I try and walk? Um, you want to try to struggle out of the grip of these two guys? Yeah. Okay. Give Go me that. an athletics or an acrobatics check to break the grapple. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, let's do acrobatics. Why not? Well, I feel well, it's probably an athletics at this point. I don't think I'm. Uh, at good enough health to try and acrobatics out of it, so I'll, I'll give myself a look. And you know what the first level of exhaustion does, yeah? Um, actually, I need to apply that. I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so please remind me what it does. Uh, so if you click on the conditions box, you can see all the conditions that... Um, oh, there it is. First level. Yep. Boom. And the first level of exhaustion uh, basically gives you disadvantage on all, uh, I believe it's skill checks and saving throws. Okay, cool. So I have disadvantage on it. Oh, not great. Well, it's okay. Um, five plus seven, so that would be a 12. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do not break the grip. They know you're awake now, but they're like, oh, holy crap. Hey, stay still, man. You're real hurt. Uh, I'm just like, uh, let me go. My friends are my friends are fighting up there. I need to go up there. And uh, the the human bark watch member is going to say, "You're in no condition to help them. Just settle down." Uh, yeah, and I can't break free. I I don't think I stop struggling. Um, okay. But that, that is my that is my turn. Okay. Uh, that'll bring us to cherish. Okay. Can I see any, like, healers? Folks that look like healers? You... Hmm. Riley! <laughs> you haven't spent a lot of time here. You don't no. know who the healers are. Tirza is really the only one who got to know that layer of the the coordinated staff here. Um, but is Give me a perception check. Okay. How good is the mammoth's perception? How good is mammoth cherisher's perception? Give you a hint. It's actually worse than mine. Especially when I roll a seven. Which is a seven. 
Yeah, you don't know anybody from anybody, especially in mammoth form. There's just this instinct to, like, get your herd away from danger. Um, <laughs> paying attention to all of the, the squishy two-leggers and their different clothing. There's no time for that. Um, is there a specific tent that the squishy two-leggers are bringing the hurt squishy two-leggers to? You would be... I mean, this is all happening so fast that like, I know uh, there's no one is distinctly making their way to any given location just yet. And you're still probably a good 75 feet from the main camp. Right. Well, if I dash, I can get all the way to the main camp. Okay. Uh, you want to do that then? Yes. All right. Uh, as you are dashing and charging, carrying this limp minotaur in your trunk, you see more of the Guardian Guilds dashing past you, including a a band that... Uh, what is the Mammoth's Intelligence? Hey, I'll tell you that. It's three. Three, okay. <laughs> uh, you see a, a, a group of... Two leggers run past that are a bit more eclectic, and at least one of them is carrying. Uh, the one in front actually is carrying a a big stick with a banner on it, and this group is charging forward uh, past you. Me, okay. Weird. Wonder what they're doing. No idea. Well, also, I just forgot. I now that they're out of sight, I've forgotten they existed. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> As you... Yeah, you make it to the camp. And there's a lot of people going like, Ah! <laughs> um, okay, so then what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Uh, is dismissing an action? Uh, dismissing, like, dropping the spell? Yeah. So dropping concentration is just... It happens. Okay. Um, so I'm going to put Judah down first, and then I'm going to, uh, release concentration on Polymorph. Hey, it's me. Um. So everyone who was readying a crossbow, uh, to shoot great, at the giant excellent. mammoth does not do so. That's good. That's always good. <laughs> um. He is dying. I mean, you moved and you dashed. Do you have any bonus actions? Because that's basically your turn. It is basically my turn. Um, I mean, how far am I? Or how far away am I from the Baylor at the moment? You are close to two hundred feet away. Oh, 200? Oh, damn. Okay. Because I was going to say, I can, like, make a spell be a bonus action, but I think I'm too far. I bet I was, I thought I was too far away, and indeed I am. Um. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I literally don't think I have any. Okay. Like, I have potions, right? But that would be an action, so. Okay, that will bring... So yeah, I will just make it clear to the people who are training crossbows on me that 
this that Judah is dying and needs medical attention immediately. Okay. That will bring us to Camion, who uh, is really, really not liking the odds here. They are standing back at the last, in the midst of the last layer of defenses, uh, and is going to shout, Maybe we should fall back! As they pull uh, more arrows onto their bow, and let's see... They are going to cast... Nope, that's concentration. That's concentration. Oh, they have nothing but concentration spells. <laughs> oh, no. Well, because oh, a, lot of, a lot of their spells are... Uh, you apply it. They're like smites. You apply it, and then on yeah. the next hit, uh, it'll hit. But that is not good, because that would drop the haste, which they don't want to do. So they're just going to take their shot some more. Shoot, shoot, shoot that Baylor. Oh no, buddy. That's not oh, good. No. Is it those that's, that's two fives. Oh. Which means plus 13 is only 18, which means both shots miss. Uh, striking Please. against this thing's slimy hide, the arrows just shatter Eight. and break. Wait. Wait, 18s are missing? Yes. <laughs> it's a Baylor. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> These things don't fuck around. So yeah, Camion uh, whiffs two shots and shouts, Maybe we should retreat! And that brings us to Tirza. Cut to Tirza, not retreating. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have dropped that haste, um, boy. Cause <laughs> um, my friend. <laughs> no, please, please don't. <laughs> um... I am going to cast uh, I'm going to say to Grawl, yes, we should retreat. And then I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. I, I just level. ran all the way up. Okay, we're, okay. Oh boy, I need to do more cardio. Okay, alright. Um, that second. is <laughs> ten. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then I'm going to use my haste, uh, bonus to hit this thing. Boop! You're gonna rush up to the Baylor? Oh, wait. No, I'm not. I'm gonna throw my, my, my mace at it. I have my gauntlet now. Oh, that's true. I don't true. care. <laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> You're welcome. So, what's the throw range, uh, for non-throwing items? I know you have your. I crazy think thrown weapons master gives me plus twenty. Yeah. So I think right. it's twenty. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you're within range. So just enough to hit this thing. Good, love it. It's about fifteen feet away, by the way. You can feel the heat. Coming okay. Off of this thing. Yeah. Sure. Bean didn't hit. Yeah, it goes just sailing past his Baylor. <laughs> okay. Doing anything else, Tirza? <laughs> Staying where you are? Oh, God, this is going to be bad. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick where I am because I'm going to try to stay with Grawl. So I can. Yeah. Well, it's Grawl's turn next, and you just Why? told him to retreat. Why? Why? I have far. Well, no, no, I know. I, I just. Well, then go. 
but I also have protect uh, my protection fighting style, and Tears is dumb. <laughs> Isn't is your gauntlet not uh, a bonus yeah. action to retrieve items, or is that an action? It's only for the previous round. Um, gotcha. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little, actually. Yeah, I'll back up about 10 feet. Okay, you back up to the second line of defense and plant your feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that will bring us to Grawl. Uh, oh, I, come on. Yeah. Really? Really? Okay, yeah. Now we're turning around? Okay, great. Yeah, okay. I turn around and, like, and take the, the steps backward to, to do that and uh, uh, fire off some more Eldritch Blasts at this thing because I can do that. Uh, so, first bolt. Are you coming back to match with me still? Yeah, yeah. I'm moving and then I'm doing the bolts because they're 120 feet. I can... Yeah, well, you're only moving back ten feet, so that works out. Yeah, well, um, how how much did it move last time? Only twenty feet with two steps. Uh, yeah. Let's move back a little bit farther. Let's just, <laughs> let's just you know, you can probably go back farther. Yeah, let's, let's just back it up thirty feet. I ran thirty feet up, threw a couple bolts at it, ran back to thirty feet, threw another couple more. In retrospect, I could have stayed in the same spot. Okay, first bolt. Uh, Are you moving farther back? I mean, you don't necessarily yeah, have to until yeah, after I'll, the attack. I'll, yeah, I'll do. I'll do. I'll split it up. Um, I'll do my first couple um, to where Tears is at, mm-hmm. uh, which is like ten feet or whatever. Actually, I think it's five because I was five feet behind her. Correct. Um, and then I will do my first bolt, uh, which is not going to hit because that's a fourteen. Mm-hmm. And second bolt is also not going to hit because that is a 13. This thing's great. I love this thing. This thing's good and cool. And then I'm going to do the rest of my movement. Okay. 25 feet. So you retreat back to the third line of defense. We really didn't think we didn't plan on on the big guy. We should have planned better. Speaking of the big guy, he's going to stomp forward and it is just done with you, Tirza. And it's going to come fair, at you me too. with another, another whip attack. That is a dirty 20 to hit. That does not hit. Because <laughs> of the haste. Uh-huh. I would like to think not only God, haste. but also Jesus. <laughs> So with a, a, a I'd like shifting to thank not only step, God but also Camion. <laughs> you take a, a shifting step to the left as the whip cracks down, and the whole line of earth leading from the Baylor to you is completely dry suddenly as the flaming whip disgorges all of the moisture from the earth next to you. And the Baylor will let out a roar and charge straight at you, its sword lifted up, and it will come down with a vicious strike. That is a 21 to hit. That matches. <laughs> the blade covered with this black lightning will streak down from on high. And it 
is rolling that. So that is. So that's 16 slashing damage. And 15 lightning damage. Uh, is there a save for that or no? No. Okay. Um. So Tears is down. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Grawl, oh, you're really the only one there to see Tears go down. By like three hit points, Reed. And the demon will let out a shrieking cry of victory, but then settle its sights on Grawl. Let's see how the Guardian Guild members are doing. Um, so, most of them are in a full retreat. It's not orderly, but it's not a full panic. Uh... A couple of them are staying near you, Grawl, unsure about what to do next, and sort of looking to you for direction. A really good idea. Really solid. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, are we still in combat? Yeah, 100%. Or, like, I'm just like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Everyone retreat. Okay. And they start retreating as soon as you say that. Good. Um, yeah, I want them to do that. Okay. They, so the, all the Guardian Guilds then are in full retreat away from the defenses here. As this Baylor has just completely shattered the Guardian Guild's defensive lines along the road here. That will bring us to Sid. Still in the grips of these guild members, you are... Closing in on the line to the camp, uh, and you definitely see this squad of, uh, I mean, they're Jarashir. You immediately recognize them as Jarashir. It's impossible right. not to. And a lot of them, I mean, you would straight up recognize the giant Goliath who is charging in their midst with that gigantic three-headed flail being swung in the air. They're being led by someone with a, a huge flapping banner of greens and purples and blues. And, uh, yeah, it's just a squad of them charging forward. Um, I am going to... Uh, let's see. What is my exhaustion? Uh, let's see. Oops. Excuse me. Stop it. Struggling with my computer here. Um, I am going to try and break free again, uh, with disadvantage, still. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let's do acrobatics this time. I'm sort of getting... That's pretty good. Um, that is... Oh, uh, 24. Yeah, you struggle free of these guys, and they are not necessarily going to argue as you struggle out of their grasp, but they're going to look back at the, the giant flaming Baylor. You see bits of the uh, construction where the 
Uh, Baylor's in its midst is actively catching fire around it. Um, yeah, yeah, this is very stupid, but I'm going to follow after the, uh, the Jarashir, uh, I assume these are the, uh, the, not the scaled council, the, the auger bearers, um, and probably not running. I don't know if I can run yet at this point. I mean, mechanically speaking, I can, but, um, just kind of. Uh, trying to trying to keep up. Okay. Still bleeding out. <laughs> Still very, very hurt, very tired. Uh, you've yeah. got one whole hit point, but you're charging back into the fray. Yeah. Cool. That will bring us to Cherish. Uh, you last round shouted a command. You see people rushing forward uh, to aid the Minotaur whose limp body you've dropped in their midst. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that Cherish turns like turns back quickly to see like how things are going with the Baylor. Sees that Tirza is down, and just like starts seeing red a little bit. Um, yeah, you would have turned just in time to see that shattering blow fall from the Baylor, and that light that was emanating from Tirza's position suddenly go out. Um, yeah. So Cherish is pissed. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna cast fly on myself, and oh, oh wait, hold on, uh, really quick. Uh, so the Baylor, how far forward? How much far forward did it move when it um, on its turn? It moved about fifteen feet forward, so it is about a hundred and twenty feet from you right now. Oh, so it's one hundred and twenty feet from me right now. Correct. Okay, then I'm not going to cast Fly on myself, because um, I just thought I would have to get closer. Yeah, like I said, the, uh, the camp is probably only 75 feet away from the rear, uh, the third line of defense at these fortifications. Okay. I'm going to cast... Um, just off the battle map, because I didn't want to draw it. Fair. <laughs> I'm going to cast um, Melting Ray... As a fifth level spell. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I am going to roll six d20s. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you got to make those so, attack rolls first. Well, that's what I mean. The d20s are the attacks, but there are right. six of them because yeah. I'm casting it as a fifth level spell. <laughs> okay. And they're all targeting the Baylor? Yes. All right. All that beautiful bean footage. Well, it's targeting Tirza. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. There's a lot of hits on that one. Um, okay. So, one is a botch. Uh-oh. So. We'll see what happens with uh, that it's one. It's just a 62. It's a bad miss. Oh. Okay. Uh, one of them is a 14, which is not going to hit. Mm -mm. Uh, one of them is a 23. That will hit. One is a 26. That'll hit. Uh, there's actually two 26s. Uh, 
Andy Nat 20. Ooh, okay. So, uh, so that is I'm going, going to, to roll... be 2, 4, 6, 8, D6, if I'm doing, yeah. if I'm remembering Scorching Ray correctly. Um, With a baseline of 12. Yes. All right. Roll me those 8, D6. It's like you're rolling fireball over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for giving me this power, Mike. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's you and me. We tag teamed this power together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I think I had more d sixes in it. They're just squares. What am I doing? All right. <laughs> As Elliot rummages around from the other day, bags ha- have to roll all the d sixes at the same time. Can't roll multiples of eight at all. No, because I can't <laughs> do math that way. <laughs> I'm gay and I can't do math. Um, okay. <laughs> I only need four more. Okay. I have to put all these dice away later. Okay. Uh, and there's no bonuses on these ones. They're just straight rolls, right? Correct. Yeah. That's usually how magic works. So 25 is what I rolled. Plus 12 is 27. Uh, 37. 37. Very Nice. Nice. This thing is struck across its broadside with these horrible melting beams of acid, one of them striking it directly in one of its mismatched faces, and lets out a, a bellowing, shrieking cry, and its eyes focus towards the tiefling in the distance. That <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, a primal <laughs> conflict in this moment. All right, the auger bearers are still charging. Camion uh, is right next to you, Grawl, staring at where Tirza fell. Don't do it. Don't do it. I've got a plan. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have a plan. I've got a plan. And they're going to look at you like, you've got a plan? Yeah. 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 Won't see a thing. Okay. And they're just going to uh, hold their action to do something in case your plan doesn't work. <laughs> probably won't. Fair. They're a very smart individual. Uh, Tirza, give me a death saving throw. Death saving throw. It's been a night for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, That's just a straight roll, right? Correct. Yep. So it's going to be a save anyway. I don't know why I asked. 16. Sorry. 16. That is one success. Really quick. Listen, was that the Activia melody that you were doing? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sponsored by. We were all the cool kids in high school. All of us. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That will bring us to Grawl, who has a plan. I have a plan. Okay, how far away? I was 20, 
25 feet You're away from about Tirza. 25 feet away from Tirza, yes. All right, and uh, God, yeah, this is this is dumb. All right, so I'm gonna book it up to Tirza. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, put a hand on like like her gauntlet or whatever, and then cast invisibility on myself and uh, and Tirza. Uh, let me double check something with invisibility real quick. Okay, here, here's the thing. Here, I've got it right here. I've got okay. it right here. A creature you touch becomes invisible until the spell ends. This is true. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it is on the target's person. The spell ends for that target uh, that attacks or casts a spell. Okay. And then, um, yeah. At, I don't believe this thing doesn't have blind sense. At which point... This is the best plan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Remember I was like, we should all run away? No, no, no. I didn't mean that facetiously. I meant this is the best plan. I, I don't... I, so, I don't know what Camion's plan was, but... Um, Camion will better plan. see you disappear and then say... I guess it worked, and then they will grit their teeth and concentrate, and you see them teleport and blink 30 feet back up the road. Yeah, because I can't, I don't think I can take anyone with far step. Okay. Um, as you are invisible right at the feet of this creature, that brings us looking at us, right? It was to looking at, the at, demon at Cherish, right? Whose sight was on Cherish, but as at the start of your turn, each creature within five feet of the Baylor takes 3d6 fire damage. And uh, I'm going to be rolling that right now. So, Tirza, you automatically fail a death saving throw. You're back at equilibrium. Also, I think if damage is, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is okay. I didn't know this was yeah. getting damage doesn't automatically break well, invisibility. I looked this up. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, well, okay. okay. Oh, Here's okay. the other thing. I still have oh, five okay. feet of movement too, so I would have moved if I could have. Would you attempt to move Tirza? I mean, I'm gonna have to. Then it would have been very tough to. On. Yeah, you yeah. can't with only five. You feet. could just leave me there. <laughs> good idea. That's a real good idea. I'm well, invisible. <laughs> you're taking you're nine points every... of fire damage. That's fine. And okay. as it gets to this creature's turn, its eyes were mm. locked towards the tiefling in the distance, but as you teleported forward and prayed that this gambit work, it will slowly shift its gaze downwards and look directly at you, and you see its burning eyes glowing red, seemingly unconcerned with the invisibility that you cast on yourself, it looks directly at you. And the middle finger is raised up. Traditional <laughs> hobgoblin threat. <laughs> and it is going to stare yeah. down at you, growl, and <sighs> raise its sword on high again to come down at you with a shattering blow. Okay. That is going to be a 25 to hit, which I believe does. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let me roll my... For the first time ever, I'm going to roll Armor of Hexes to see if this actually hits or not. What is this? Armor of Hexes? 
I haven't got to use this yet because nothing's hit me yet. Not uh, at 10th level. Something's about to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at 10th level, your hex grows more power. Uh, never mind. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, ignore this. Ignore this. This okay. didn't happen. Well, fair enough. Uh, what did happen is yeah. 15 points of slashing damage and mm -hmm. 14 points of lightning damage as this long sword comes down. So 29. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to do it a second time. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that's a very bad roll. Uh, that is only a 16 to hit. Oh, uh, uh, oh. Does, does shield break concentration? Uh, that's a good question. A spell shield? Uh, no. Yeah. It does not. No. Yeah. It okay, shouldn't. Cool. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a special okay, cool. Mostly I'm going, it's a special I'm going to use thing. that. Going to cast shield. Yeah, will, yep. Good call. Because yep. <laughs> I have good yep. call, and it's not going to hit. So as you stand over your fallen ally, you throw up your great sword, and the runes along the edge dance alight. And there is a glimmering, sickly green shell that encases you and blocks the thunderous sword coming down for a second blow. Uh, the Baylor lets out a, a an ear-shattering, frustrated howl, uh, and that is its turn. The Guardian Guild members are in full retreat. There are members that are rushing about behind you, Cherish. A, a couple have rushed forward to check on Judah. There are people running and panicked. Uh, there are a few commanders here that are trying to rally the troops and get them back into order, but uh, it seems as though this... While it's not a rout, it is definitely a, a disorganizing blow against the Guardian Guilds. There's general panic as people are rushing about, unsure about what to do. Nobody's really taking charge. That will bring us to Sid. Uh, how far away am I from this Baylor? You probably pretty far still. Are about ninety feet back. Uh, where are the auger bearers? They are just about to reach the first line of defense, or the last line of defense, I should say. And you see that one of them has pulled out ahead of the others. It appears to be a human male of some kind. They are wearing scale mail that looks very similar to Tirza's, except that it is striped in a weird tricolor that runs down their back. And they have a shield out in front of them, and their hand is what looks like dragging some kind of torch that is alight with flame. It's Chaboy. Um, They're all Shaboys. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and assume this Baylor is looking just fine with the damage it has received. Um, damage? What damage? Yeah, exactly. I hit it for four damage, so... Oh, know. well, yeah. 37 yeah. acid? It, it, yeah, but that four, though. It was definitely a tickling of the old ivories, as it were. He's a big, big boy. 
big boy. I don't. The only way I can get up to him is by expending by double dashing, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm just up in his shit with no actions, and we all know that that's not a good idea. Um, yep. So I am going to bonus action dash once to move uh, 60 feet. Uh, I use my reaction to trip Sid. Uh, he's a little far away. Damn it. Uh, and then I'll take my action to take the dodge action. Okay, sounds good. That will bring us to Cherish. Okay. Um. Okay, so I kind of saw Grawl turn invisible, probably. And then you saw a sparkling green shield erupt in front of the Baylor. Yeah. The outlines of your friends cascaded with fire as the thing brought down its withering strikes. Okay, so I am in fact going to try to uh, gain the Baylor's attention once again. Um, this time I am going to cast Fly on myself uh, and spend two sorcery points to make it a bonus action. I'm going to fly the 60 feet that that grants me. Mm-hmm. And I am going to cast... Do, do, do. Oh, Firebolt. Yeah, duh. Okay. Acid Bolt, as it were. As it were. Uh, okay. And, uh... Yeah, okay. Give me that attack roll. That is a 23. 23 is going to hit. Streaking bolts of acid lance out from this flying purple tiefling. 2d10. Acid. Grawl, you would see these streaking beam come down from the sky. Please distract it. Please distract it. Please distract it. (laughs) Doing my best. I'm going to tell you this is going to be pretty good because 17 acid damage. One of them was a 10. Okay. It is scorched yet again by acid, but it seems very intent upon its prey just ahead of it that has denied its kill. Okay, that was a cantrip. Okay, and then fly. You moved, you used your bonus action, you used your action. Yes, I did. Just trying to make sure I, I mark it off properly. Will bring us to the auger bearers. Rushing forward, Sid, you would have the best view of what's happening here. A small contingent of Jarashir, all of them equipped differently, dressed slightly differently, um, but all of them focused on the task at hand, will rush ahead of you. You see just to just behind their leader who, as I said, is a human man with a, a shield and a, a weird glowing brand or torch. It looks like a long metal rod that is a light on the end of it, like a branding iron of some kind. Hmm. We'll rush forward, followed very quickly by 
a a figure with a long flowing what looks like a waterfall for hair rushing directly behind them holding this large banner of entwined snakes the banner bearer will rush forward and jam it into the ground and there's a small rumble of thunder from above you and it seems as though lightning cascades out from the banner itself and strikes each of the Jarashir members. The person with the brand will rush directly forward, uh, standing right next to Grawl and lash out with their brand. They will cast... What do you know? Branding Smite on themselves. And attack with the alacrity of the banner. Uh, which gives everyone within a certain range haste. Um, they will... So, Grawl, that includes you, by the way. You are now under the effects oh, of the... Uh, <laughs> the haste of Buta the Herald. Am I just out of range of that? Um... Uh, yes, yes, you're behind a little ways. These are, people are all charging forward. Um, Agni, because that is who this is, will lash out a couple of times. Only one of the strikes is going to hit. Uh, and they will rush in with a, a brutal attack that is dealing not fire damage, but radiant damage. That is 3, 6, 9, 10, and 11, 12, 13 damage to this thing. You will see Shikar the Binder, for that is who this is, charge up to the opposite side if you crawl, and with their three-headed flail, come in with a roar of just absolute rage-filled aggression. Um, Cut it out, bud. And a series of vicious strikes which land on this creature, and it seems just like whipping at it like this thing is in need of castigation. Um, And that is... 8, 14, 16, 17, 18, 19 points of holy bludgeoning damage. Then you will see a wood elf rush forward. She is wearing a large breastplate that seems to be made of writhing coils of intertwined metal that form just like a a series of snakes have wrapped themselves and turned to steel around this person's chest. Um, She will rush forward, plant her feet, and knock two gauntlets together on her hands, and you see her growing suddenly in size to about the same height as the Baylor, standing just behind Agni Brandbear and Shikar the Binder. She looks like she's ready to wrestle those? this thing. I need those. Mike, how do I get those? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called stealing. A human woman with a staff will no. rush forward to stand next to the uh, person with the banner. They will twirl it around once and then hold it like a freaking shotgun and a bolt of lightning will fire out of the staff at the Baylor. I got a shotgun. Uh, Unfortunately, the Baylor just shrugs off the lightning as though it has no effect on it. Yeah, it's almost like lightning damage doesn't do anything to it. That's what we do, Elliot! (laughs) A 
an air genasi, her feet never actually touching the ground, will rush forward and seeing you limp forward, Sid, will look at you, give you a nod, touch their brow, point their hand towards you, and cure you for 17 points. Ah, uh, hell yes. 17, all right. With a roar, a dragonborn wielding an enormous greatsword that is crackling with lightning will let out a scream and leap over you, Grawl, to land right in this thing's grill. And strike it slow motion as I look. (laughs) Full 300 style. Hell yeah. Uh, they will land with a roar and with a scream and a shattering bolt as lightning erupts from their sword they will begin hacking at this creature it doesn't appear to be as effective as it might be uh, but they are giving it their all and last but not least striding up right next to you Sid is a a figure whose skin looks like cracked dried mud completely bald their eyes glimmer like green gemstones and she will plant three arrows in the ground just in front of her and brings out this massive great bow then pulls out the first arrow and you see that the arrowhead is now encrusted in some kind of glittering gemstone. They will pull back the great bow, angling it slightly up and then let loose and this arrow will shriek outward and there's a small explosion as it breaks the sound barrier and lances towards the Baylor. Sweet. And yeah, they will do a good job at that. Hey, Cherish, what level in your objective leveling system are, are, are these, these, oh. these, these guys? They sound pretty fucking cool, okay? They sound pretty fucking cool. I would hey, estimate... Hey, hey. God, we're pretty fucking cool. All we're right? pretty we fucking are. cool. We're pretty we fucking are. cool. I mean... Right, but right now I don't feel cool. These guys are fucking chumps. They got nothing. Except my for best... the one who killed me, they're legit. My best <laughs> guess is level 13. Yeah, that's a fair guess. Um, challenge rating 9, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely. I don't know how those equivocate, so. They don't. Camion, uh, yeah. who is really regretting teleporting away after seeing that Grawl's plan wasn't just to, like, leap in and teleport them out as they assumed, was just, in fact, to uh, stay there and get whacked. What do you know? Uh, no, my, was, my plan wasn't to stay there and get whacked. It was it was to sh- go invisible and then to go, huh? And that was it. Question mark? <laughs> mm-hmm. Clearly no, not no. what happened. No. I made some assumptions, okay. Uh, but they will rush forward, use Misty Step yet again to teleport right next to you, Grawl, and they will cast Protection from Energy on you. And they will choose Fire. So okay. you now have resistance to fire so long as Camion keeps concentrating. Okay. And that is all of Camion's third level spell slots. So that will bring us to Tirza, who needs to give me a death saving throw. 
Uh, 13. 13, that's another success. Nice. <laughs> All right. Grawl, we're over to you. You're surrounded we're doing it, by people. <laughs> auger bearers. Yeah, no. Um, Tears that can't stay here. Um, time to time to bounce. Uh, how wee is Tirza? Is she like carryable? Tirza is very small. She is. Oh, but also plate armor. Yeah, right? she is. Right. Yeah, and she doesn't weigh nothing. Uh, the human wielding the branding iron will turn to you and say. As they're holding their shield out, uh, get her out of here. I, I, I right. Uh, potato sack over the shoulder. Time to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you make a retreat, the Baylor is going to try to make an opportunity attack against you, but uh, Agni will lean in the way, and it has disadvantage on its attack roll as he uses his defensive fighting style. And that is a 16. Cool. It's cool. That hits. That's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's some very low damage. We'll see what happens. Uh, also, resistance to fire. That's true. Um, that is 13 slashing damage. Okay. And 14 lightning damage. Okay. Okay. Still up. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So Agni is driven to the side. Everyone makes death save. As the uh, sword clatters into your back as you make your retreat, but you do manage to retreat. I'm going to have the coolest scar from this. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm hasted and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, did you remember the yeah. haste bonus for your AC, by the way? Oh, no, one. I didn't. That would have saved me. So you don't it's take any of that two. damage. Oh. I don't remember what it was at. <laughs> well, you add, what was it? 13 oh, I remember what it was. Yeah. 14. There we go. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you yeah, blur out so... of the way a vision of this horrible, devastating strike against your back flashing in your eyes before you manage to dodge out of the way and rush past the uh, person holding up the banner. I had a brief moment where I saw myself, a, a different version of myself, getting hit by this in the back <laughs> and thinking about a really cool scar in the story that I would tell to uh, but alas. The, all of the, the, the children. Yeah. Just too cool to get hit. Ag um, okay. Agony, just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> get her out of here. Let's go. Um, yeah, okay. Run, so you I'm fool. To, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, 30 feet bonus action. Uh, yeah. I also think Sorry. your movement 
is increased by 10 feet. Uh, your movement is doubled um, when you're under the effects of haste. Yeah, so so it's 30, so 60, so double that, so 120. Uh, once you leave right. the effect of the banner, you lose haste. Okay. How, so how, you how, managed how, to dash past all of the... Uh, the, the banner's aura is only 30 feet, unfortunately. So okay. you get beyond all the fortifications, but then the haste fades, and you sl slow down to a trot. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I also need to work on carrying people, too. And cardio and carrying things. I should go for a hike cardio, or something, really. weightlifting, you need all of it. Some sort of exercise regimen. God, those hot wings yeah, are really out wearing me down. Work out. What I don't, I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, all of the auger bearers who are within are within range are going to get a burst of flame from the Baylor, and then it is going to try to wreck the Dragonborn's shit with a couple of attacks and do a pretty good job. That is a twenty-one, and that is a twenty-nine. Those are both going to hit. Uh, so the Dragonborn's taking some brutal strikes from the sword. Uh, but is seemingly still upright. Ooh, that's Jeez. a lot of damage. Wow. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of damage. 43 in one blow. That's pretty good. Um, Oof. Well, eh, two blows, technically. So that will bring us to the Guardian Guild members who are still rushing around. Yeah, um, there is chaos and confusion in the Guardian Guild camp. Um, that will bring us to Sid. Um, I'm 30 feet away, is that correct? How, how far away am I from, from this thing? Did I pass you? Um, no, you're catching up with Sid. Uh, Sid, you're about 45 feet away from this thing. 45. Um. The Earth Genasi with the Great Bow is definitely going to give you a look like, maybe don't. Yeah. Growl will give you a stern look of, please don't. Please don't. Um, fuck, I thought it was closer. Um, how is this Baylor looking? Fine, probably fine. Yeah, <laughs> pissed. Yeah, fucking decimate me in one hit. But Sid's not thinking about that. You do see, uh, Grawl running actually. You I don't. Wouldn't. They are invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sid, 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 I'm right here. Sid, I can see you. You can't see me. I'm just addressing this awkward situation that's happening um, during the fight. I'm sorry. I can hear Grawl. It feels like a memory. Sid, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I will move. Let's say fifteen feet closer. I'm just uh, just out of thirty feet okay. away from this thing. You enter the radius of the uh, the banner, and you feel its electric charge coming over you. 
Oh, oh, gotcha. Does that what 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 would that make my what would I what would that uh no I'll, I'll wait I'll I'll use my action to once again take it a stand. Okay. I'm inching my way closer, waiting for the right op- opportunity to strike. Sure, that'll bring us to Cherish, who is up in the sky. It's up a bird. in the sky. It's a plane. Sky high. Yeah, you see That's this team of Jarashir assaulting the Baylor. Um, but it still looks right as rain, huh? I mean, it's really difficult to tell with this thing. It mm. is fighting with yeah, all of its strength and rage still, though. Yeah. Well. And the Jarashir that are, are, they're like right up on it. Most of them There's are, like, yes. There yeah, are no a couple that have okay. lagged behind. The one with the banner is a little bit behind. The one with the great bow is the most distant. And the one with, uh, well, the air genasi, who's not really touching the ground, uh, is a little bit behind the banner bearer. Okay. I am gonna bonus action cast Melting Ray as a bonus action at fourth level. Okay. So that is three, four, Five. Five. Oh, wow. Very good at all. Okay. Um, Fifteen's not going to do it. Eighteen's not going to do it. Nope. Nineteen? Nineteen is exactly what you need. Perfect. Okay. Nice. So that's in. There's a 19, a dirty 20, and a 23. Okay. Yeah. So three of them hit. That. So that's 66. Yes. The roll of the uh, beast. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like I don't know how to count or do anything. That's unfortunate. I know. It's really making my life difficult. Oh. Ten. Nineteen acid damage. Alright. More streaks of acid against this thing the Baylor is letting out a roar, and its eyes or some of its eyes flash up towards you, Cherish. Uh, how high up off the ground are you? Uh, probably like so high. Fifth, yeah. <laughs> how high are you? Five nine. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm like fifteen feet off the ground tops. Okay, and how close to the Baylor are you? Um, I moved sixty feet when I cast fly on myself. So, and I was 120 feet away when I began. Mm -hmm. So 60 feet-ish. So 60 feet-ish. So some amount of space. And as a bonus action, or as my action, I'm going to cast Firebolt again at it, but Acid Bolt instead. 
Oh, that doesn't hit though. Okay. Bummer. That will bring us to. Oh, unless you had something else. And I'm going to move thirty feet back. <laughs> okay, back towards the camera. <laughs> gotcha. Like Got him. Caster. <laughs> Cherish is learning. Cherish is in fact learning. The auger bad. bearers. Uh, the giant wood elf with the breastplate is going to attempt to wrestle the Baylor. Fucking do it. Fuck. Holy shit, she does it. Oh my god, I love these guys. Oh, yes. <sighs> wrestle him. She got a natural 20 By on the her. God's yes. triplicates. <laughs> her athletic Dazzle. Dazzle. And the Baylor only got a 16. So she is going to grab the tentacles of this thing in like a one kind of chokehold and try to get this thing in a half Nelson. <laughs> I love it. What? Wrestling monsters to the ground is just a Jarashir thing. It's just a thing we do. <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, like anything that that's cool that ever like any Jarashir person does that that we see is just like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a Jarashir thing. Of course, yeah, we totally all do that. We all do that. It's cool. Everybody does that. Shakar the Binder will it's like come a casual in Tuesday for us <laughs> with a whole mess of. Flail attacks, only two of which actually hit, but they are severe in their uh, hittingness. That is... Uh, Go get them, 12 plus 3 is 15. 15 plus 14 is 29. Plus 3 is 32. Oof! Go, Shakar. Uh, Agni's coming in with a bunch of brand attacks, none of which are smited, and only... One of which hits. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, but this thing is starting to look a little bit hurt as they begin to press their advantage on this thing. And that is when the Dragonborn will lean back with their great sword and <laughs> breathe on the blade and you see what looks like a storm cloud roll out over the great sword and they will lunge forward with a devastating reckless attack mm. oh yeah and oh that would be cool throwing 5d6 on the damage but three of them are ones holy shit <laughs> I feel your pain Seriously. Uh, still uh, a pretty big blow uh, and a cool looking attack, to say the least. The archer with the great bow will fire a couple of times from the rear. Ooh, but some shitty attacks uh, do not do it. And let's see. the That just leaves the storm staff, who's going to attempt to do lightning bolt yet again. Oh, but the Baylor gets another natural 20 on its resist. Jesus. Um, and that leaves the Brow Blast. Let's see. Who isn't clear yet? Basically everybody. And you were invisible, so she didn't actually see you run past to try to help. Uh... <laughs> How far away am I from... from 
you maybe got like 10 feet past her. And this is the air genasi who's kind of just floating in the air. I mean, I can drop concentration. Like, I, I could have dropped concentration when I passed Sid. There's no reason for me to be invisible anymore. But you didn't. I know. <laughs> She's going to cast Spirit Guardians right on top of this thing. At, yeah, sure. Why not? Fourth level. Uh, yeah. Start putting this Baylor through the wood chipper. Oh, that shit's so good. Um, and it needs to make a... You see a series of luminous snakes with wings made of rainbow feathers appear in the air around this thing and just start going at the Baylor. Uh, needs to How many, Mike? Uh, three. Go figure. Cool. <laughs> weird. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So weird. <laughs> Unfortunately, its wisdom saves are very, very high, so it's <laughs> not taking all the damage in the world, but it's taking half the damage in the world. Damage. All right. Yeah, this thing is looking hurt as the jars here are ganging up on it. That will bring us to Camion, who's going to disengage and fucking run. Good call. That's fair. <laughs> and catch up with, uh, run past you, Grawl, in fact. Oh, come on. <laughs> fast. Uh... That will bring us to Tirza. Needs to give me a death saving throw. Mm -hmm. uh, two and one. Okay. Grawl, if I die like this, invisible, I'm going to be so mad. I got a three. A three? Okay, that's strike two. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. <sighs> oh, boy. This last... This last roll will tip it either way. That oh brings God. us to Grawl. <laughs> uh, so how far away was I from the the Air Genasi or whatever? Like 10 feet away. Okay, that was the one that healed Sid, yeah? You wouldn't know that, but yes. I know, okay. Yeah, we were engaged uh, still. No. Yeah. Uh, how far away are we from uh, the, like, the chaos that are the Guardian Guilds? The camp is about 100 feet away from you. Okay. Oh, 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 I can't make that. Okay. Specifically, um, if you want specifics, it's uh, 85 yeah. feet away. Okay, well, whatever. I can't make up that distance. Um, How yeah. far are we from uh, Where is she? Yeah. So I'm going to drop the invisibility. Um, and it worked before on Sid. Uh, some sort of medicine check. So you're going to put Tirza down and attempt a medicine check? Because yeah. a medicine check is not something you can do while carrying Tirza like a potato yeah, sack. Yeah, no. I'm... I don't know what the fuck to do here. Hopefully, hopefully, Air Genasi person gets it. But... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh... This, uh, which one? Again? That's a 10. Don't make anything worse. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. That's good, I cool. guess. By I some mean, miracle. By, by I, the grace of the I, gods of triplicate. Dudes, my dudes, my character is smashed, is like stab things with big sword. He dumb, he, he yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's good. I I love I, this party I, so much, you guys. I, can, I love I, it. I can't do anything. There's nothing I can do to help you, dude. I can't art. I can't hear you. I can't hear you right I know. now. I'm just like, Burger but you know I have it back. It's fine. It's fine. This is nothing. Come on. Let's just do this. Tears are just sizzles lightly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, and you weren't using the healer's kit, so can't. Quite. I don't have one. I know, but that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Medicine checks, yeah. you can stabilize people if you have uh, healer's yeah. kits. Um, and yeah, I I have nothing that I can use to give anyone else. It's true. Anything. Yeah, because I believe Cherish has a bag of holding. I do. It has all the potions in it. That will really bring us to Demon. It's going to be dealing some fire damage to all the... Oh. Demons! And then it is going to try to break out of this freaking grapple that the uh, <laughs> the stupid jar of sheer has on him. <laughs> Holy shit. But he's going to roll a natural one. Yes! Versus Pulls a muscle. Just hammer drop. Oh, gets, a real, gets a real bad Charlie Just horse. Cold oh, cocks him in the back of the head. <laughs> Uh, oh my football out of both of the mouse, and he is going to let out a just a horrific scream of rage. Um, yeah, that's he spent his whole turn doing that, huh? Okay, um, iron hearted indeed. None of you would be in a position to see what's happening with the Guardian Guild members, really. Cherish, you see that maybe they're getting a little bit more organized behind you. Um, someone is shouting orders and trying to get them into position and back towards the fight. Uh, but you aren't super paying attention to that whole sitch. Not my job. I'm 17 and terrible. It ain't my job. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. That will bring us back to the top with Sid. All right. Uh, okay. Um, this thing is uh, pretty uh, occupied by being wrestled. Wrestled uh, and whipped and hit and poked and. Oh, yeah. God! Like, not to be undone by all these fuckers. I'm going to run in and do what I do best. <laughs> God, we are just all the fucking worst, ain't we? So you're going to rush into this fray? Yep. Storm Piercer oh, in hand? Yeah. Um, I assume when I went unconscious, I lost the Storm Echo, correct? Correct. Yeah. I, I won't summon it um, in case I need to get out real quick. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to run in and I'm going to stab. Okay. Uh, this thing is thoroughly surrounded, so you have yourself advantage. And I have haste, correct? You do. You're under the effect of haste as you rush in. <laughs> Fucking kill stealing ass. <laughs> you can only sneak attack once per turn. I'm letting you know that. That's true. Because um, you don't have the storm echo. Yes, that is fine. Uh, so that's going to be. Uh, what would that be? That would be 22. That'll hit. First attack. Okay. You, know, you hope for a crit, but there's a lot to do. Sure, you don't want to save that sneak attack to see if the second attack is a crit? You fucking greedy asshole. <laughs> 
I mean, can I? I can't do that, can I? I I mean, I would have to reread Sneak Attack, but I'm pretty sure it just says you can only use Sneak Attack once per turn. I don't think I it hate- specifies that you have to use it on the first attack per turn. That's true. Um, yeah, might as well be a greedy asshole about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean... You're only, barely, you're only barely conscious running in to stab this thing, so who, yeah. Exactly. I'm clearly not making proper life decisions here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a, a plus five. Is Stormpiercer backing me up here, or is Stormpiercer like, what the fuck, Sid? I mean, Stormpiercer <laughs> has some very mixed feelings about your decision-making process here, but at the same uh-huh. time, Stormpiercer's like, oh, we gonna kill this demon. Uh, <laughs> Stormpiercer is also a kill-stealing asshole. True, we we, we make a perfect team. Um, so that's Stormpiercer be... is a glory-seeking sword. Exactly. <laughs> um, seven uh, plus five, so that would be twelve plus. I'm assuming Stormpiercer damage. Oh yeah. Um, so that's going to be a three. So that's going to be fifteen for the first strike. Okay. Numero dos. That is not a crit, but that is. Oh, fuck. I think this one's going to miss. I'm assuming a 15 doesn't hit. No, it misses. I rolled a Um, so because you were hasted, make an extra attack roll. That was was my extra attack roll. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, he only gets he only gets two attacks with the storm echo. Um, yes, but I also don't have the storm echo. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the only time you get to have two attacks. Right, and then I would like to. God, I deserve that. Yeah, um, you did. <laughs> I was like, I have, I, I have advantage. I'll be fine. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, then I will use thirty feet of movement to go, uh, to go back thirty feet to a safe distance. And because of fancy footwork, you don't incur any opportunity attacks, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that was dumb. All of it. Oh my god. It was great. Okay. It was really good. It was uh, great. The auger bearers are happy to have you in the fight, I guess. Um, that wasn't, wasn't that guy just dead? <laughs> <laughs> that will bring us to Cherish. Is looking into the camera a free action? <laughs> uh, that's actually what we call a Bueller action, and yeah, you can get one of those per turn. Uh, yeah, Cherish seeing Sid's you know, gestures vaguely <laughs> to all of him. Just like really? Okay. Um uh okay. I am going to cast Scorching Ray again as a melting or no, actually fuck that. I forgot. Uh so how far far away is Grawl from me? Grawl is about forty feet away from you and down, retreating Boy, away fix. from the I'm going to swoop down. Um, and Tirza is laid out on the ground in front of him as he's trying desperately yes. to stabilize her. 
I guess, Olivia, this is a question for you. For me? Would Mm -hmm. I know if Tirza has any of her... No, probably not. Okay, because I was I was gonna say like I have the bag, so like I know whose stuff is in here and isn't. But like also, we're in a we're having a rocky patch. So yeah. Okay, then I will take one of the grading healer potion healing potions out of the bag of holding, mm-hmm. and I am editing the document as we speak, and I am going to gingerly take Tears's head, kind of cradle her against me. And pour this greater healing potion betwixt her lips. <laughs> Would that a remnant of this potion lay on thine blade? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and tears are you. There's this weird blurriness that happens, and like sparkles, <laughs> and it's it's presentation. <laughs> that is the one spell don't, that Bosler knows. Do you have thaumaturgy? Uh, so Tears has healed for 44 plus 4. Yes. I'm going to roll this edge. Okay. That Does will... that, um, I'm, I'm at zero, right? Not at the negative amount. Correct. That's how that counts for healing potions. Yeah, you okay. are stable I... and you are healed. Okay. <sighs> Six, ten, fourteen points for Tirza. Nice. Woo! Back in it. <laughs> That'll bring us to Grawl. All right. We all need to make serious life decisions that are way better than everything we've done up until this point. Really, <laughs> we need to think about our choices. Um, yeah, no. Like, there's no reason any of us should be running back into that that fray. That would be silly, wouldn't it? All four of you are kind of standing nearly next to each other near the third line of defense, almost where you started this fight. Uh, Tirza having just been revived with a potion, Sid having retreated 30 feet. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, Alright, so everyone, we're retreating. We're not going back in. Sid, please don't for me. I'll buy you something nice, okay? I'll buy you something shiny. Just let's go. Five minutes. Mm. Oh God, I don't. I'll buy I... you two shiny things and a drink. Three I... drinks. I'll buy you five drinks. Crawl. <laughs> are you doing Sorry. anything else on your turn besides? Yeah, I'm gonna. Eldritch Blast. Negotiating. Here. While I'm trying to argue with with this, I'm going to launch two two Eldritch Blasts. Fool. Okay. Just just uh. like hand over shoulder, not looking. Just like, we need to go. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> uh, first one's not going to hit, but that's a 17. Mm-hmm. And that is a 23. 23 is going to hit. Okay. For uh, uh, nine damage. Okay. So you fire this, it lets out a roar. This thing is 
struggling mightily. It's heaving. You see its wounds beginning to flare with like little pops and bursts of fiery lightning that are coming out of it. It's letting out horrid screeching wails from both of its heads. And yeah, it looks as though it is on its last legs. As it lets out a screeching roar, it is going to not even try to escape the grapple, but just flail wildly with its whip arm, uh, making random attacks against those nearby. And not doing a very good job, but one of them is going to land solidly on Agni Brandbearer. Uh, he's going to take a whopping... Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, he's going to take a bit of fire slash. Uh, though the fire damage doesn't seem to have as big an effect on him as it might have otherwise. Weird. Hmm. Agni Brandbearer. Yeah, hmm. strange. That will... Oh, I I should also mention that I like Nascar, I don't care. I don't know. What's up? None. Okay. I was going to say, I, I, I meant to say that I, I moved my 30 feet, but it doesn't matter if everyone else is still here. It's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are all about 30 feet away from this thing, and that will bring us back to the top with Sid. That was everybody's... Did, yeah. do, do, did I not get a turn because I was brought back to life? Is that how that worked? Oh. That was... Yeah, I think that was all of the... No. No, I definitely skipped some people. I apologize. Yeah. Because uh, that was... Uh, I wouldn't mind going next. No. Um, <laughs> Camion, who is going to trot up to all of you and agree with Grawl and say, we need to get out of here. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not being unreasonable, right? Like, no. That's a reasonable thing. Not at all. We need to leave. Uh, yeah. The auger bearers are going to go, but Tirza, you get to do one last thing before whatever the auger bearers do are going to pop off. I mean, is this is this thing dying? It, you're not sure. It, it's beginning to glow in a very upsetting and weird way. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned anything because I don't know what necessarily she would do, except again continue this just anime as hell moment with Cherish. Um, let's see what I can do. Did you ever get your did you get your mace back or whatever? Nope. I didn't. That and can go down. Yep. Okay. That's what. That's what I thought. Can I use my bonus action to get my mace back? <laughs> sure. Because zipping past the Baylor to your hand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So. There is a series of punishing blows that are landed from the auger bearers as they continue to wail on this thing. And it is going to let out a terrible shriek as you're all turning to leave. 
and the wounds that you saw leaking flame and lightning begin to pulse with a sickly dark light. And as it does, you all feel that weird pull sensation from your guts yet again. It's not as strong, it's not as devastating, and it doesn't have the same rippling psychic effect, but you feel it as this thing erupts in black electric fire that explodes outwards as it dies, taking an entire swath of landscape with it, and you see the auger bearers being consumed in flame. Oh shit! Uh, oh, that's if not they good. walk out of that fire like nothing happened. I'm gonna. Uh, that I I don't think that that's gonna be the case. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm immediately on my feet. Yeah, it is a bright, horrific explosion that is blinding to look at, and even as you're lids are closed in some instances, as you look away from it, the light is seared against your eyelids. It's so bright. And would you say it was lit? I would say, in fact, it is lit. But okay, cool. as the explosion rocks your sight, as you blink away the bright light and stare towards the enormous blast crater left behind by this creature, I think it is there that we're going to take our break, finally. <laughs> and when we return, we shall have the aftermath of this assault on the warfront. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a rather touchy subject, and that is death. Well, specifically, how one might circumvent death. <laughs> Even among mortal medicine, death is kind of a gray area subject. I mean, there is such a thing as mostly dead, we all know this. And mostly dead means slightly alive. Good old-fashioned mortal medicine, and maybe a little bit of alchemy, can get you through mostly dead lickety-split. But when you truly, truly die, there is no substitute for the five spells that can reverse death. These spells range in power and capability, so here's the rundown. The first is of course Revivify. This is sort of a electrostatic paddles of magic. You gotta be right there after somebody dies so you can lay hands on them and bring them back from the grapes of death. Then, of course, there is the old classic, Raise Dead. You kind of need the whole body to raise dead, so make sure you've got some people on hand who can cart a corpse around, just in case you don't have a spellcaster on hand who can cast this fifth-level spell. Then, of course, there is the weird middle child, Reincarnation. This is a specialty of many druids out there who don't really mind coming back as something different. Did you die as a human and get reincarnated as a dwarf? Hey, it happens. Now we move on to the serious stuff. First off, Resurrection. This is a bard and cleric spell that can bring people back from the dead, even if you only have a little bit of their body left, like a hand that got chopped off by some kind of orc, or maybe just a little bit of teeth that were spat out by that cyclops. Lastly, there is the true big whammy of all spells that bring people back from the dead. True Resurrection. This ninth level spell takes an hour to cast and costs 25,000 golds worth of diamonds to use, but you can bring anybody back, and I mean anybody. Well, 
So long as they've died within the last 200 years, you can bring them back. You don't even need a body. You just need a willing soul in the afterlife who wants to come back to the material plane to cast true resurrection. Of course, there is a sixth spell that can bring people back from the dead. But if you have access to wish, I think you're thinking small if just bringing someone back from the dead is what you're going for. Eh, but who am I to judge? Now, do I have access to any of these spells myself? No, of course not. I am but a humble shopkeeper and nothing else. But I may have a spell scroll or two stored in the back somewhere that might have these ones written down on it. Could be useful, but also very, very expensive. <laughs> so, if you need a scroll to bring someone you know back from the dead, come on down to Duskwalker Import and Export TM, where I definitely have those stored in the back. They're probably still there. I'm sure. Ah, hold on a second, I'm gonna go check something. Let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had engaged in an epic confrontation with a horrific tentacular Baylor, only coming out on top due to uh, well-timed retreats and the advance of the auger bearers of the Jarashir. You all now find yourselves just outside the blast radius of... A Baylor that had just exploded, uh, wreathing the auger bearers who had come to your aid in a massive, luminous explosion that leaves you all blinking as white light etches across your vision. The heat of this roasted you. You didn't take any damage per se, but you were close enough to really catch the backwash of heat that came off of this eruption of flame. So, like, sunburnt? You're definitely going to be a little crispy around the edges, yeah. Yeah, normal. It's fine. So, in the direct aftermath of this conflict, what do you all do? Uh, I am going to, like, blink away the, the after effects of, of the brightness as quickly as possible and see if uh, there are any auger bears down. Yeah. Uh, looking into the blast crater, you can see that the auger bearers are scattered about in <laughs> uh, kind of etched uh, against black outlines of the ground. There are more than a few of them that are down, but the only one that looks as though they are absolutely devastated by the blow was the great sword wielding dragonborn who was taking the brunt of the yeah. Baylor's attacks. Everyone else is blinking and groaning and sort of rolling over and taking stock of their body parts. Uh, but the dragonborn who you would know is named Elika uh, is not moving. Yeah. I will immediately go to their aid. Uh, just like Leaping over people if I have to. And you are easily able to get there before anyone else can kind of recover and sit up. And yeah, you race next to them. They're great. Uh, are they planted in the ground next to them? But they are uh, not looking good. They are br their breathing is ragged. They it's coming in short little gasps. There's burn marks all over their uh, purple 
or not purple, but uh, gray blue scales. But they're they're breathing. Um, so I'm going to uh, pull out one of my healing potions that I have on my person that I mm -hmm. didn't put into my bag, into the bag of holding. I mean, uh, cool. Cool. <laughs> this is good. Very cool. I did I did it specifically for this sort of situation. <laughs> uh, and know. I will. No. I will. Not nearly as tenderly as uh, as Cherish gave it to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is only a standard healing potion. Okay, so 2d4. I'll roll that up real quick. 2d4 plus 2, so mm -hmm. you give them a, a, a quick 6 hit points. Uh, and they will <coughs> cough, and their eyes will flick open, and the first thing they see is you... Uh, and their big draconic muzzle will peel back into a toothy grin, and uh, they will <coughs> cough, and a little static electricity bursts from between their teeth. And they will say, Nice. Well met, Cloakbearer. And you, Tempest Blade. Uh, and I'll kind of like um, arm and clap them on the shoulder. And, and kind of, like, help them up. <laughs> as you drag them up, they will uh, really groan underneath the, the pressure of the weight of their body on their legs. <laughs> you see the rest of the auger bearers are pulling themselves together. Some of them are coming up quicker than others. You definitely see that uh, near the center of the blast, Agni, who... Definitely was, like, right on top of this. Didn't actually go down, just took an, a hard knee and had sort of braced themselves behind their shield and is kind of shaking off a layer of ash uh, off of their striped chainmail uh, or scale mail uh, and bright tunic that they're wearing. You see that uh, Shikar the Binder is kind of, like, pushing himself up by main strength. Um, Buto, who you passed on the way in, is planted themselves and like clutched onto the standard they'd planted in the ground and sort of pulling themselves up, uh, up that uh, pole. What are the rest of you doing while this is going on? Anyone else need a healing potion? Uh, looks like everyone could use a healing potion. <laughs> Literally everyone, including yourselves. Yep, gonna start. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, uh, I'm gonna ask Cherish for, like, a handful of, of them, like, two. Yeah. I didn't get hit. <laughs> I'm good. That's nice. For once, I'm good. We should, um, hold on to those, they're expensive. We can, we can sleep it off. I'm, they're not, I'm not drinking one. Oh, I thought you were offering them to us. No, not to you, no, to them, the ones who beat the thing. Yeah. Some of them look pretty bad off. Are they... Do any of them... I. It looks like Tirza is helping the only one that's really bad off. I mean, the rest of them I'm look really to... hurt. That was just the only one that was actively yeah. dying. Oh, okay, okay. I misunderstood. Okay, yes. Yeah. Then we will, we will distribute healing potions then. How many... Uh, well, okay, actually... 
this is this might be a dumb question. So I'm guessing there are eleven auger bearers with us. No, no, no. There are three missing. Okay, and I'm one, or and I'm yeah, and also me. So there are eight. Well, eight. You're an auger bearer. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <Which> tell us. <laughs> Okay, so do we want to give one potion to each person, or kind of decide? I mean, who gets I mean, one? Agni's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Agni's fucking there. fine. I'm not yeah, giving him yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm already over there, like helping people up, and you know, hail and well met, ing everyone. Especially uh, uh, Buto and uh... Palavi. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buto and Palavi are yeah. the the two the two auger bearers from two... Upari. Upari. Uh... So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I might have been cutting out yeah, yeah, a little bit. bit. Yep. But yes. Yeah. Um so Cherish becoming very suddenly and very quickly self-conscious of the amount of people in the current um square footage that maybe would want to kill her if certain conditions were met. Um, I think Cherish runs back to the, to find Judah. Okay. Um, if you guys want the bag, I can like give it to one of you, but if, if not, then it's okay. Then, you know, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. I'll hand the bag off to Grawl and run to find Judah. I'll, I'll head back with Cherish. Okay. Um, so Grawl, are you distributing healing potions to the Jarashir here? Yeah, whoever, whoever, like, seems like they need one. Like I said, literally everyone. Everyone? Okay, well, I will they, offer. They, they all took a, a shit ton of fire damage just now. Okay. The, the only one who seems okay is Agni, and even he's pretty hurt. Alright, so what's our count? There are eight other Jarashir here besides Tirza. Yeah, I mean, if you guys right. off offer them, I don't know that everyone will. I don't know. Anyway, I don't. I don't. I don't know how everyone's going to react to this, but I will. As girl comes over, be like, "Friend, this is my other friends." I won't say it like that because that's weird. But I will introduce girl. <laughs> is my point. Okay. Grawl, as you come up, this smattering of Jarashir, who are way more diverse than you're probably expecting. There are three Janasi among them. The the elemental kin, who you've had a little experience with. Um, there's a Goliath, a wood elf, uh... Only two humans among them. Well, three if you count Tirza. But they all... What they lack in 
species cohesion they make up for in garb and demeanor. They're all standing with uh, kind of postures that are attempting to put aside the pains they're feeling. As you are introduced, there is sort of a little sting of hostility from one or two of them as they see you approach. Specifically from a female wood elf who is uh, got the, the snake breastplate on and Shikar the binder uh, are looking at you with kind of uh, looks of suspicion, let's say. That's fine. Um, is that right? No, actually, my, my bad. Those, that was the wrong auger bears. Um, it would be the Dragonborn and actually the Air Genasi would be looking at you weird. That's totally fine. I don't need them to like me. I need them to not die and kill more stuff. Uh, but as you approach... That makes, that makes more sense, yeah. <clears throat> as you approach and Tirza introduces you, the human man with the branding iron and the shield will uh, step forward and you can see now the the iron that he was willing that you thought was a branding iron is really more like an iron torch of some kind. It's got like a grate on the end that you think you could probably stick fuel in and set on fire. Uh, but just while he was wheeling it, it looked like that whole section was a light. Um, but it's not anymore. He's uh, still holding it like a club at the moment, but he's putting his shield on his back. He is a, a tall human. Probably close to six foot five, six foot six. He's got uh, just scorched, sun-baked skin. Like he has been exposed to bitter, bitter colds and bright, bright, stark sunlight. Uh, it's leathery and tan. Um, like I said, he's wearing this weird striped scale mail. Uh, that is coming down in like a, a rainbow uh, pattern that is very similar to Tirza's, in fact. If a little less form-fitting and ornate. Um, but he will come up to you, Grawl, and he will say, You helped quite a bit. Thank you. Anytime. Stop you off. I we would you. be honored to accept your generosity. Thank you, Grawl. A nod. I am Agni Brandbearer of the Augur Bearers. I am sure our friend Tirza has spoken of us. I was going to make a joke. I'm not going to. Grawl wouldn't do that in this situation. In this particular situation. Most other situations, yes. Um, uh, yes. We've heard. And then, uh, uh, what's our potion count? I don't have the. Ooh, um, so there were, there were 11. Okay. So we sh Those if there's greater. eight people that have taken potions, we'll be at three. Okay. Yeah, and everyone will 
eventually, except one, especially under the eyes of Agni Brand Bear. And I will so edit the dog. Shikar the Binder will definitely give you a look and a nod as he accepts a potion from you. I kind of want to rib him a little bit, just like, eh, 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 but I'm not going to. That would, he would I definitely say, you have come a long way from fighting brigands in a hallway, it seems. Yeah. They're a lot shorter yeah. than I remember. You <laughs> say to the, like, nearly eight-foot-tall <laughs> Goliath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, good to see you. Oh, Honestly, when you first when you first said who is looking at Grawl funny, I I was like, yeah, uh, Shakar is looking at him weird because he's probably just like, oh my god, this idiot again, <laughs> this fucking drunk. <laughs> um, it's got good comebacks. It's fine. I won. <laughs> Tirza is like uh pretty giddy from the almost dying and then uh oh, that cool ass display um so yeah I think I, I don't know that she's like having deep conversations with people but she's like bouncing around and introducing herself to everyone <laughs> it's like, like yeah you're getting to meet your favorite sports team kinda yeah but also I'm on the sports team <laughs> It's oh, like you're the rookie. You're it's like yeah, joining your favorite sports team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, quite literally, this is a like Mike situation. Kind of, yeah. More like a cool. Space Jam situation, yeah. really. If you really think about it. If you really think about it. If you really it. think about it, what isn't like Space Jam? <laughs> yeah. Every story boils down to Space Jam. It is uh -huh. the one original story. It's yeah. the hero's no. second journey it's true now there are devils involved so how much of it is like damn yankees <laughs> fair enough um, oh man oh man but, yeah grawl you would be introduced to a smattering of the auger bearers there is a, a human woman wielding a, a staff that looks to be made out of uh, a, a piece of a tree that's been struck by lightning uh, you meet the water genasi who has been holding that banner the whole time. There's Shikar the Binder, of course. There is that uh, wood elf woman with the the snake entwined breastplate. There's the dragonborn with the great sword. There is the air genasi with the circlet on her brow, and there is a earth genasi woman with the huge great bow. And Agni Brandbearer himself. And, awesome. Uh, they all greet you well. A few of them uh, say that you did good work in that fight getting the Cloakbearer out of there. And you get some really, like, deep thanks from a few of these people. Especially the human woman with the staff and the Janasi with the, the banner. Uh, I'll let them know that, like, I appreciate them coming in and literally saving the day. Yeah! It, it, it was... It was amazing! I, I mean, I was unconscious for a lot of it, but... You're foaming at the mouth. Settle, settle down. It's okay. Agni will say, It is fortuitous that we were on our way here, Tears of Cloakbearer. 
had we not seen your sign, we would not have arrived nearly in enough time. Truly, Ozzy Dehaka smiles upon our haste in which you made yourself known. Uh, um... Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> oh God, I'm so bad at making up scripture on the spot. I have stuff written down and then I forget. Um, she makes, she makes some comment about like, about like, yeah, be excellent to each other. No, uh, she, uh there's like a line of scripture about, um, uh, like Dahaka striking with the swiftness of the viper, and she quotes it and nods to him as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and you would see she, this is this is like this is like it, it's so cool. This is like the LeBron James of <laughs> of uh, yeah. And you would know that only a few of these people are, are actually members of the Thunder Guard. Um. Among them, you would know Agni Branbearer is definitely the most famous and best known. Alaka Tempest Blade is among them. Ritu Longsight is another member of the Thunderguard. Uh, but the others aren't necessarily as proactive, I guess, in the <laughs> hunting down and killing of weird extraplanar creatures that is the way of the Thunderguard. Or... What you know is weird extraplanar creatures, what the teachings of the Jarashir have always said are just things from the outer storm. Mm -hmm. I don't ping as an aberration anymore, right, Terza? I don't know, and I'm not going to okay. test it right now, because that's weird. No, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I just checking. Just wanted to check that real quick. Anyways, back yep. to the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck but Agni will eventually say, We have much to discuss, Cloakbearer. At your... You must needs return with us to the war camp, of course. Uh... Of, of course. Uh, um... Rightseeker is still at the Guardian Guild camp, and one of my compatriots was... I'd like to make sure he's all right, quickly. Very well. We will wait after we collect young Benoni. Um, hmm. And you can see Varsha, Ironheart, the wood elf, kind of looking a little dismayed at the notion that Benoni went out here by himself and... <laughs> Himself. Was yeah. apparently uh, Tears is I like. I believe you got your baby cousin in trouble. <laughs> I know. It, it, Tears is like suddenly like, oh my god, I left him alone. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will. Will you, you? You'll come into camp. Is that? I heard that the the three factions were um, very discreet. I, of course, understand 
well, I understand, but have the Jarashir not tried to coordinate with the Guardian Guilds? They are... Go to each other's camps? Weary of us, of course. Our ways are not their ways. We attempt to lend what aid right. we can, of course. What aid they will accept. But we will not sully ourselves with the machinations of those devils. I understand. Right. We we have much to discuss. Uh, let's return to camp and find Benoni and I promise I'll I'll be quick. Very well, Clockbear. We will await you on the outskirts. Um and I will uh not summon Carrie obviously. She's been out. I just, I kind of forgot she was here, and so she'll just trot up to me, I guess. And, yeah, she will. Um, and you get flashes of imagery from her showing that she had, like, herded members of the Guardian Guilds out and away from the ramparts during the retreat and had let a few of them ride her and hasten their retreats away from the fortifications. What a good girl. I love her. Um, God, she's great. Uh, I will... Um, Grawl, if you want to... I want what? Hop on. All right, shotgun. Uh, yeah. And even as you're departing, the other auger bearers kind of splitting off a little bit to go search for the wayward Benoni... Uh, you see that other Guardian Guild members are funneling en masse towards the fortifications. Now that the attack seems to have ended. Um, behind you, you see just the litter of corpses, both demonic and mortal, scattered throughout the fortifications in a, a brutal ring around where the Baylor detonated. You see the ruined carcass of that huge creature that had vomited up other demons. The scattered remains of dretches and those horrible flying chasmies. Staring back at this little chunk of the blood war, you shudder at the idea that by all accounts that everyone has given you, this is just the edge of the fighting, and it gets so much worse deeper in. Sid, Cherish, mm -hmm. you are accompanied by Camion, heading back towards the Guardian Guild camp, leaving Grawl and Tears of behind. The other Guardian Guild members are being... Shouted at, flogged in place, pushed back towards the front. You see a domineering halfling woman screaming her lungs out, getting people back into order. She is absolutely red-faced, 
as she shouts through gritted teeth that are clenched around a long cob pipe uh, that stick out of the side of her mouth. She has got what looks like a riding crop under one arm and a large raccoon skin hat on her head with a couple of tails coming out the back and like bone ridges coming up in a weird frill. Say, it looks like it's a dire raccoon dire hat. Raccoon. So I'm guessing this is Hexia. Yeah. <laughs> you were told to look for the angriest halfling woman you could find, and, and beneath that hat would be Hexia Cobseed. There she is. All her glory. And yeah, she seems to be organizing the uh, push back to the defenses. She's shouting for messengers to run up to the infernal fortifications. She's shouting for messengers to run to the healers. She's shouting for people are rushing around doing all of her bidding. People are rushing forward. You see members of the edge masons and lock wardens rushing forward using magics to clear paths and sturdy up fortifications yet again. What are the two of you doing? Cherish is continuing to head towards... Is the healing tent, like, clearly marked? Um, I I mean, I I know where it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, you head that way, and just outside the large medical tent that you had just been to a few hours ago, Sid, you see that there are crowds of people near it. Uh, People on long benches kind of sitting, holding wounds closed, the least horrific being put aside, at least for the moment. And on the opposite side of the row, leading towards the tent, it's just body after body after body covered in grimy, torn sheets. Their faces and bodies covered. Do I see Judah anywhere? Give me a perception check. Well, as well. Nineteen. There's. Mine's not very good. I think Cherish is maybe distracted by the multitude of dead bodies. Your eyes peek towards a a horned, bulky frame that sits near the end of the line uh, of not critically wounded people. Still, all these people have, like, long gashes and lacerations, but the folks who aren't actively, like, bleeding to death um, are sitting outside the healer's tent and uh, you get a quick glimpse of this figure and there's a moment of hope, but you see looking up is Arbadon, uh, who's yeah. holding just a huge swath of cloth against a massive wound, their left arm dangling limply. Um, he will look up to as you both approach and go, <laughs> Hey! Oh, oh! Hurts to talk. Uh, finally got to hit something. <laughs> How you holding up? Uh, 
I can't feel my hand, so that's bad, I think. But, not bad. Those demons don't die easy. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. Have you seen, um, have you seen Judah? Uh, no, can't say I have, but, um, been a little out of it, kind of. Uh. Yeah. We're all, we're all a little out of it. Um, I guess I continue my search. Okay. Do you head into the tent? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, suppose. I mean, I don't know how you go about continuing the search, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I suppose, I, I assume in the tent is the most critical, critically injured uh, people. Um, trying to stay out of the way as best I can, I, I try, I, yeah, continue in, in the tent. Okay. Um, Cherish, what about you? Um, I'm also going to try to go in as well. Okay. As you step inside, you see medics and healers rushing about. There are furious debates happening in here about where to spend resources. The casters who are available are expending all of their resources trying to stabilize people. Uh, you see lots and lots of moaning folks laid out on stretchers. You'll see a druid rush forward, this man swathed in uh, dark leathers, and he's wearing the badge of a Bark Watch member, will is shouting orders and directing supplies, and people are rushing back and forth. It's a, it's a mob of confusion in here. Uh, I, I guess I scan the area. I'm, yeah. Looking around, you see another Minotaur, easy to pick out. This one is dressed in plate armor that has been torn asunder. Their whole front section is a gory mess of serrated metals that have been torn apart by lacerating wounds. They are just staring into the middle distance, uh, murmuring something to themselves in a, a rhythmic tone over and over and over again. Can't quite make out what it is over the drone of shouting and rushing about, but it's clearly not Judah. Uh, God, and everybody's like everybody who's working in here it has too much on their plate to like fucking talk to me I'm sure I like try and like ask somebody if they've seen a minotaur and a sort of monk uh, robe and, and, and prayer beads uh, I don't know I guess I could give it a persuasion Roll to see if I can talk to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 26. 26. 
they will um like not even really breaking their stride uh they will say outside with the rest okay uh i guess i head outside glance around again and you see the long line of wounded folk clumping up you don't see Judah where did you where did you leave him and they will point to you're muted Elliot oh my bad They'll just point out to the left side of the tent and still not even really paying attention to say, out with the rest. We'll make a pyre later. Uh, I, I head out. You're outside. Uh, Cherish is kind of like like you know right the scene in fucking hospital dramas where they're like sure you need to leave and the person is like no but like blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, a mammoth brought a minotaur in I... and these people aren't necessarily giving you the time of day the words you're saying are basically nonsense to them. A mammoth brought a minotaur in. They're not quite sure what the punchline of that joke is. Is there a minotaur in here? And the one person you can grab the sleeve of and stop is just going to shake their head and point to the one with the plate mail. you see Sid being directed outside. Um, I'd like to try to make another perception check. Okay. Uh, it's a 15. Staring around, the only other Minotaur you see outside sitting with the oh, rest wait, of the Oh wait, we're wounded. not inside? Uh, if you want to stay inside, yeah. Sid's being directed at back outside, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, inside the tent? No, you don't see any other minotaurs. You'd think they'd be pretty obvious. Cherish will leave, kind of, like, going through the motions of being a person. Camion, who was waiting outside, will look to the two of you expectantly. I don't even think I say anything to Camion. I think I keep looking. I don't stop. Which... Where are you looking? I... Uh... 
he uh, the person inside they said to the out to the left is that what you, is that what they said mm-hmm. that's where I'm gonna look row upon row of silent still forms covered in torn ragged blankets sheets whatever cloth can be spared as to not see their bloodless dead eyes there are perhaps a few dozen bodies out here more being brought every moment glancing through there are a couple of large forms that could easily be shrouding the bodies of minotaurs i will check each one the first is a staring grimmest face of a large bear folk their face trapped in an expression of pain and anguish and with a horrible realization you know that you've seen this bear folk before they greeted arbadon they were a rift keeper and a member of the bark watch they died in pain the second sheet that you pull up reveals a face that is all too familiar his eyes closed his face slack perhaps in peace but the dead body of Judah Sunpalm is what you find beneath that sheet. I... Uh... I suppose I <laughs> I don't know what I do. Camion who is nearby has been asking after what you found if you've found him slowly realization dawns on their face as they see you checking under sheets and their skin goes from the the harsh gold of summer that was a wash over them throughout the battle to the concerned browns of autumn and then bleaches white into winter as you lift up the shroud covering Judah, their face becomes a stony mask, and they freeze 
in a way that most people can't. Their bodies becoming still as to almost be a statue. And they just stare. Yeah, I think there's just silent tears running down Cherish's face. It's around this time that Grawl and Tirza come back into camp. It's not hard to see the, the purple tiefling, the white-blue form of Camion and Sid, all standing around a large, hulking, shrouded form laying on the ground. Sid still holds the, the cloth back as though uh, frozen in the act. I think, I don't know about Grawl, but I think it takes Tirza most of the ride up to them to actually figure out what, what's going on. I don't think she's, you know, she sees them. She points Carrie in that direction, but she's, like, looking around at the devastation in the camp. Uh, and I think it's only when they get close that she realizes what's happening. Um, and I think she, like, flings herself off Carrie. To get the last 10 feet to the rest of you. He's. They didn't. Save him. We didn't save him. thought I was saving him by taking him out of danger. Camion stands in statuesque silence. All emotion drained from their features. Carrie presses in close to you, Tirza. Attempts to lean gently on your shoulder. Yeah, I think Tirza leans right back. The world around you 
doesn't stop moving. The flurry of activity doesn't cease. The shouting of the very robust halfling woman, in fact, gets louder as she continues to belch out orders. In the near distance, people will begin to take note of your presence, Guardian Guild members who saw you during the fight, people who knew of your presence just beforehand as you made a scene coming into the camp. Some will try to get close, but something the four of you may not have noticed is the large minotaur figure standing up to stand at a respectful distance who growls at anyone who tries to approach. Despite his wounds, Arbadon stands nearby, protective in his own way. Eventually, there is a moment when at least some of you might realize that you're in the way. Standing amidst bodies when more are being brought. Always more. People being rushed towards the healer's tent. And there's a giant glowing reindeer standing right in the middle of the path. People trying to stack more bodies like cordwood on the pile, and you stand there over your fallen companion. They don't want to push you out of the way, but the necessity of this place begins to press down upon you. you do? Fuck. Uh, something, um, tight, uh, Some sort of, um, there's some sort of, like, tightening of, of Tears's jaw and, uh, a sort of straightening of the spine again. And she, uh, like, where there is stillness and silence, all of a sudden there isn't, um, in her. And she says, okay, I have to go. Somebody help me get him up on Carrie. Uh, I think I Sid gives Tirza a look for a second and nod and does 
and tries to do that anyways. Both put hands on Judah's body. Grawl, Cherish, what are you doing? I think Cher Cherish is in a daze. I... It's not that she doesn't want to help. I think she just doesn't understand. Um, girl's girl's gonna do his best to get Judah up on carry. Um, so we'll kind of like over the shoulder to, to cherish, not like still doing what she has to do. Um, we'll say we're going to the Jarashir war camp. I, I understand that that might be uncomfortable, might be dangerous for you but I'd like you to come with me please okay. the three of you lift the body of Judah Sudden up taking it away from the the cold wet earth the shroud draping down towards the ground, his hand falling limply to one side, the prayer beads that rest there beginning to unspool. Camion. I will make sure they don't hit the ground. Will say in a cold, chilled voice. What are you doing? Giving him a proper burial. There are great healers among the Jarashir. There are people with power that I don't possess. And What are you saying, Tirza? There might be a, a chance that he could be okay. Uh, there are people who have been brought back after a longer time. We have to try, at least. I, I mean... Do you know if the Jarashir has this power? I don't, but I just performed some weird thing and 
it's it's certainly possible. It, it, it's <laughs> if any time for if there's any time that miracles exist, it's it has to be now. And then and then if if not we just can't give up without trying. Camion will stare at you, Tirza, for a long, long moment. And there are moments which define a person's outlook on life. And Camion will stare at you and remember a time in which you all sat above the world suspended on a platform of nothing, looking down at the Tempest Rest Valley as Grawl and Sid lashed at the Skane Witch, as Cherish tried to decide the fate of that creature with the deck of many things. Tears a cloak bearer kneeled down and brought a young Aladrin back from the dead. Perhaps it was just that time, perhaps it was just that place. But Camion will stare at you now and nod their jaw setting and help you lift Judah's body up onto Carrie. Arbidon will and then I think we go. Nod at you as you start to pass, yeah. Do you all follow Tirza? Yes. Yeah. I think Cherish is maybe like lagging behind a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with as well, but I want to make sure Cherish is okay, too. And you, you definitely see her falling behind. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I'll just, uh, I'll walk next to Cherish. Just keep pace with her. Okay. As you move... I think... What was that, Tirza? Oh, I was just going to say, I think Tirza just leads the group. Doesn't... Look back. Okay. The four of you and Camion bear the body of Judah Sunpalm away. 
moving towards a group of auger bearers who are waiting for you near the edge of camp. The sun is not visible in this place. You know by the ticking of pocket watches that it is growing towards mid-afternoon, but the sky betrays no hint of that. The strange, writhing, oily surface of the abyss rests as a pall over the clear air that might otherwise be there. Spring doesn't have a grip on this place. Only death does, as the blood war rages in the fields towards Amberfell. You make your way towards the Jarashir war cramp in silent, solemn procession. The auger bearers keep their distance, most of them realizing what is happening. Some glance towards you, Tirza, questioning looks on their faces understanding perhaps what you are attempting to do, but also questioning whether or not such gifts should be bestowed upon those who do not follow the faith. The question isn't said aloud, but it is a question nonetheless. I think in response to those questioning glances, Kirza just um, smiles uh, and nods, but the smile is stiff and the nod is sharp. There are difficult conversations ahead. You know, Tirza, that this is not something done lightly. The rituals that are needed to bring someone back from the dead are costly, both physically, spiritually, and materially. They are not done lightly, if at all, among the Jarashir. The will of the gods is that mortals live and mortals die. Unless the signs from the gods in triplicate are very strong, those who have shed their mortal coil are left to do so. You know of only one group who could perhaps grant leave to do this, not only on its face, but to an outsider, to someone not of the faith. 
and that is the Scaled Council. One of them being an Augur Bearer herself, the other three being the eldest Jarashir priests from the other Bari villages. It is their opinion that you will need to sway. It is their blessings and rituals and magic that you will need to rest if you wish to bring Judah Sunpalm back from the dead. You know this in your heart, and you've been fearing this confrontation for some time. But it is one that has to happen now if what you want done is to be done. As you are moving towards the Jarashir war camp, in the distance the long, rough-made longhouse that rests next to an enormous storm tower that seems to buoy a huge cumulus cloud over this chunk of the war front, lightning occasionally reaching out over the horizon to strike distant targets, Siege weather conjured by a apocalypse-worshipping cult that you now walk beneath. There is a long, terrible march towards that place. The sky darkened by clouds as you stride towards the Jarashir camp. Cherish. Yes. As you walk, a voice in your head, which isn't a surprising thing in and of itself until you hear that it is not Maz, says... There are other ways of bringing your friend back, dearie. Hmm? I forgot she was here. Shemeshka might be able to help you as well. Hmm. And I think it is on that note that we are going to end tonight's session of Material Components. Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. <laughs> Isn't that right, I my fellow first. players? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh, one more disaster I can add to my generous supply. I'm on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. No good deed goes unpunished and all that. Um, hey, Mike. Hmm. Unrelated question to anything that's been happening. Um, does death count as a contract? 
Who can say? Who can say, indeed? I think it really depends on where Judah's soul ended up. Where does the soul of a Threadless go? Son of a bitch. <laughs> can ask Lucrezia. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> It'll be Threadless number two that I've let die. Cool. Can't have that happen. Um, you can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. Uh, come hang out and talk about weird cult stuff. I actually, I, I'm so happy that we get to to hang out with the Jarashir because Mike put a lot of work into them, and I love hearing about them and talking about them, and they're so cool. They seem very pretty. weird snake cult. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Redimus. Um, you know what makes people happy? Ice cream. Ice cream makes people happy. Let me know your favorite flavor of ice cream. I kind of want yeah. a blizzard right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, as usual, am not on social media. Not really my thing. But uh, you know what is my thing? That is all of you lovely, lovely people listening to this podcast. First of all, I want to thank you all for doing that. Uh, but I, I want you to go one step further and uh, go to whatever platform you are consuming this podcast with and uh, please, please, please rate and review it. It's really important for us and we really appreciate when you do. Um, and uh, if, if you do, of course, we are still doing the the lovely thing where we're, uh, if you include the name of an NPC object line, we will, of course, include that NPC name in the campaign, no matter how stupid the name is or how great. Um, we've gotten actually some pretty good names. So please, please do that. It is so helpful for us and it's great to, to get feedback from you guys. So, yeah. It's true. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni. Uh, see if you can find the timestamp where I rolled Judah's final death saving throw and whether or not it threw me or not, because whew, I had to hold that shit together for the entire fight, mostly. That sucked. Um, but yeah, these things too shall pass. Uh, and of course you can find our good, good friend Omatep over at NPC underscore AN on Twitter, because even when he isn't there to help the fallen. He is, of course, an important NPC. Hey, he might have something that can bring people back from the dead. We don't know. Oh, he has more than a few things that can do that, but whether or not what comes back is the person you wanted is another matter entirely. Or if we can you know, him. it's a real monkey's paw. I haven't get, gotten that far. He also has a literal <laughs> monkey's paw. It's true. Yeah, yeah, he has more than a few items that can just let you cast Wish. No strings uh -huh. attached, I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I could always, I could always. Pun totally from, intended. I could always draw from the deck of many things. There's like a one in fifty chance that it's a no. wish. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, you're 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 uh, your own person. You can do whatever you want. I'm about to throw myself straight into hell. Direction. So yeah, you're right. I am. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but awesome. thank you all so much for listening. As always, and especially now, the world is chaos, 
So please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye-bye.